And I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. What up? This is your boy, Doughboy. CT is dope on everything. What up? And this is another installment of the Justice League podcast. And before we even get started. It's just us. Yeah, it is just us. Um, I don't have bars again, but let me tell you. It's not. Let me tell you. I knew that you would react in such a way because the bars are uh, a high point and it's become a fan favorite and we do read the comments. But I, I'm a very honest man and I, I never uh, I never not say what it is. I have not literally over the last... I don't want to say maybe three, four weeks. I just haven't really been feeling creative like that on the bars. And I don't know if it's just because of all the other, you know, external things that are going on or or what it might be. But I genuinely sat down two separate times to kind of get into my pocket and uh, get bars ready over the weekend. And uh, that just didn't flow forth. So I said, uh, I shout, I, sh- I shan't uh, force it, you know, to use a CT word, CT word. I shan't um, force it. But um, you out your wallet. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll be back next week, though. But I, I but to to let you know, even if it's any solace, I tried to write some regular raps just for me as well. Couldn't do nothing. it. Nothing kaputs. Damn. So um. So yeah, man. And damn. Another uh. Another more bad news. Go ahead. What's another well, no, the not world bad coming news. to an end in two months. What's, Pretty go much. Go ahead. <laughs> if you guys are watching this on my channel, this. Is the last episode, full episode, you will be seeing on my channel. So please l- hit the link in the description. All the full episodes are now going to be living on CT's page. The clips will be living on my page. So it really like makes sense for you guys to follow both of us. And, uh, Congrats sure on 20K. Thank you, Come man. Come on, man. That's huge. God is great, man. He's moving and doing some amazing That's a things. So, that is a fact. So, um, you yeah. did write the bars. And um, I don't have a new nickname alert. I don't have either one. What have you been but, doing but this all is, But this is the thing, though. Not of laziness. It's just creatively i've just been off i'm just now starting to get back into my writing and i think by next week we should be cool i just think i i would rather that than kind of come in here with some some half put together things because you know I, I take it seriously you know what's gonna happen what <laughs> i'm trying to bring it back they ain't gonna be missing with no when you now <laughs> when you do write the rap people are their expectations are so high because you've mm-hmm. taken so long off take a little hiatus a sabbatical, if you will. Also, everybody who's been uh, subscribed to the Patreon, thank you. Today is Tuesday that we're recording this, so y'all will get it tonight. Uh, I want to record the next episode, if we can, late. No, not late. If we can, Sunday at some point. So they get it their their time early. Man, not even just that. Just so all of this isn't like a rush thing. I never want to. So you've been busy. With, what you been, okay? Enough about me and the small. What you been yeah. up to? I feel like uh, you've been busy and I ain't been getting no. In, but wait. Yeah. Before we go, good. before we go, because uh-huh. it's further. not a new nickname alert. So what could it be? I got to give you your, your flowers, bro. <laughs> you have a comic book. Yeah. First of all, why didn't you tell me before you put it out? Who do you think you are just to have, you know, less announcements and more moves? Who do you who do you was Lewis Belt voice? Who do you think you are? Like, nigga, we're friends. How could you not tell me you were putting together a first congrats by the way? Thank you. But how could you not tell me this was coming down the pipeline? Uh, well, interesting. Also, thank you for grabbing a mason jar as opposed to one of the oh, other yeah, for classes. Sure. Um, <laughs> I ended up buying those because I was like, man, I'm about to ju-. this was like a like three years ago, I had bought them off Amazon because I'm like, I'm about to start juicing, and this is what I need so I can just take it with me. <laughs> Man, I made it through four smoothies, and I was like, I ain't doing this. But you got a ton of these. It's a ton there. of them up there. So I'm gonna actually start using them. Um, so what ends up happening was 
um, my partnership with Teespring, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to my partners at Teespring, Dana, Jason, uh, had reached out to me maybe like uh, six months ago, like, hey, would you be interested in doing a comic book? And I'm like, yes, I've always wanted to do a comic book, but how would that look and how would we go about it? Mm -hmm. And uh, we figured out a plan. And brother, <sighs> I couldn't be proud of you, man, because you're such a... You're such a, a like you know a comic book guy. You and you know you and Tanz always do the Comic Con thing, and um, it was just so dope. And it was just so out of nowhere to to even you know to even see it. I'm actually purchasing it myself. I That's I would right. tell you guys to do it too. They're very uh, price effective. It's only it's only five bucks. Only right? five bucks, and it's so. uh, it's digital, so you ain't got to worry about going to to the store. Blah. I don't know if I can make it up. Go to your own phone or your computer, but. We made the comic book. We dropped it. Big release. Everybody's been showing a lot of love to That's it. So dope, the next man. issue uh, release date is coming soon. So, um, hey man, that, you're a comic book author. That's yeah. so. You can add that to the resume. How many people resume. can say Here's that? The funny thing. So when you said, "Why did I tell you?" The answer is, I have a lot of irons on the fire, and I don't really like talking about things. Much like when you were talking about like the weight loss thing. Like mm -hmm. I don't. I don't like discussing stuff. You look great, by the way, man. That's very kind. I feel, of like, you, I feel like you're I winning. Just... I feel like you're winning at this point. <laughs> I see you yesterday. I was like, all right, man. Listen, man. Young Savelle up in there. Young Savelle Thomas in there. <laughs> What's crazy is I, so I will say this. Mm. I had, um, you know, when you start doing certain exercises, it's a journey because you like, I haven't done X, Y, and Z in so mm. long. Man, I had went down to do a push-up two weeks ago. And my arms were shaking to do one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as of last night, I knocked out 100 before Jesus. I left the house. And I was like, man, that really goes to show you progression over perfection. Because wow. a lot of times people want to hammer stuff out. and A hundred? But yeah. But, you, know, you know that thing that there's a million, way you can, million, million ways that you can modify them. You can either go from the knees or you can go. They say if you, you can even go like against a wall to yeah. start building up that resistance. But that's good. You're you want to know what you're man? So at... At like 12, oh, no boy. Oh, no boy. So my cousin, right? Uh, oh, man. I always say this. I won't say the name, but like my cousin with the roaches growing uh -huh. up. He's, he, I love him. You know what I mean? But it's like he had, he had the fun house. Uh -huh. Like we would go. We would play. He had all the newest video games. Everything. And, and them roaches? Everything. <laughs> them games and them roaches. And so, the roaches. <laughs> nah, and the roaches. NBA Jam. And them roaches. <laughs> And, the roach. and it was the first time I'd ever seen a roach. Like, right. I was like, what? But anyway, um, so he was planning a trip to Cedar Point, which is Detroit's Six Flags. It's in Ohio, right? Okay. Um, and he was like, yo, his birthday's at the end of the summer. He's like, we're going to, uh, to Cedar Point. I'm like, bet. I knew we were going to be getting on water rides, and I'd always been a chubby kid. So I was like, all right, I need to start doing some push-ups so I don't, you know, so I don't have them young women boobs. You right. feel me? So I started doing modified push-ups. Like you said, we had this wash tub in our washroom uh, in the house and in the basement, and I would go against it because I, I was doing them on the floor. Uh -huh. I was doing them inclined, and I would do it against the wash drain, but, like, close to try and, like, you know, angles. get my chest together. Uh -huh. I had done them all summer, though, boy. <laughs> I, I was killing it. Floor, inclined, wash tub, I was ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> separate but still the same uh, we go to church and there's this girl there uh -huh. right? i like her she likes me uh-huh he likes her mm -hmm. and that's where it stops <laughs> ain't no more like it, it wasn't like she liked him back <laughs> right so anyway uh 
I held this against them until like a month ago. So, <laughs> and we were 16, bro. So I get a call from my aunt. Uh, a week before we were supposed to. No, no, I'm sorry. About two days before we supposed to. I don't even want to see where this is going. She says. <laughs> She said, hey, nephew. I was like, <laughs> here we go. With the I was like, what's, what's up, auntie? And she was like, hey, so, um, you know, we going to go, but we only have, you know, six tickets. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, you know, I'm one of the six. It's me. <laughs> so who's on the outside of the six? <laughs> she then says, so he's going to take old girl from church oh. over you. But the next time we go, Better. I was crazy. Well, I'm crushed for you. I was crushed for two reasons. One, because I had improved my body <laughs> for water rides. And two, do you think this makes you win? <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes. Because you took the girl to Cedar Point? Sometimes the best ability is availability, and he took you out the game. <laughs> you think he took me out the game. Exactly. That's what you would think hearing the story, right? Soon as she got back from Six Flags, Smash City. <laughs> you knocked it down. <laughs> Yo, Cedar Point. You know. Let me let me tell you how different our minds think. This could this could really sum up how different we are mm-hmm. as individuals. <clears throat> Just a so nice. So you had a situation where you knew that you didn't want to be the the big kid in the pool. Yeah. So you made some changes. Made some, like a logical human being. Over a summer, yeah. made some changes, push-ups. You probably made some dietary changes. Oh, yeah. You got everything Sit-ups together. Sit-ups in there, too. All those things. All the things, right? Yeah. So, me going from sixth grade to seventh grade, mm-hmm. right? I was fat. Like, I really started getting fat around the 10 area. That's when, like, you know, things started happening. I was 100 pounds at 10 years old. So, now. Is that I, not normal? What are 10-year-olds supposed to weigh? No, nah, probably 70. 10-year-olds? Yeah, I was a fat, but I was fat. But I was short, too. Oh, you were short. Yeah, I was 5'2", <laughs> bro. I was 5'2", 197 as a freshman. So that just to show you kind of what it was. So back to what I was saying. So I'll get ready to go into uh, to, to, to middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm probably about, one, probably about 160 at the time, but I'm still super short and I'm fat. At the beginning of the summer, I make that same proclamation that you do. I'm like... Man, I'm gonna have to get in shape because I'm going into to to you know middle school. I got to be a little bit brolic, but I didn't think like you. Mm-hmm. So the whole summer, I should have been doing the things that you were doing. I wait until two days before the school year starts, and then I'm sitting in the living room like I got to do something, and then I start running laps in the living room like like two I'm gonna do before? something in two days, and I'm sitting here getting tired like, what are you doing? <laughs> And I feel Don't like my work. life has been a replica of that ever since. Because I literally was sitting there working out in my living room. Like, nigga, you have two days. Two days. And I thought, that that? I, I thought that I could squeeze it all in. Kid logic. That makes sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. Kid logic? And I was seeing everybody else working out. So that, I was like, oh, I'll wait till the last minute. Bro. It's not coming off. But- Bro. <laughs> I remember, like, because, you know, here's the thing. Your metabolism as kids... That's why I say kid logic is actually sound almost. Can we just debunk that for two seconds? What, kid logic? No, metabolism does not exist. Okay. I'm sick of people saying that it does. All right. It is something that simply does not exist. I feel like it is an urban legend. I feel like it is something that doctors say when they can't explain the difference between fat people and skinny people. Because it's not in, think about it, all the other things we have in our life, uh-huh. a lung, they can re- transplant it, kidney, liver, everything else. How come they can't give me a metabolism transplant? <laughs> that's, that's a lot to unpack. 
Uh, Do you believe in metabolism? It's real. It's not. Okay. Um, <laughs> agree to disagree. I will say. <laughs> I don't feel like. Because they've been telling me this for years. And then they say dumb stuff. They'd be like, well, you got to eat more to make your metabolism speed up. Yes. And then they'd be like, well, well, don't eat. And then you can lose weight. It's like, well, That's which one too. is it? Well, here's the thing. When you eat more, it's like. When you eat, it's not about just eating more because you can have five steaks and you're like, man, why am I losing weight? Mm-hmm. But like if you're eating smaller portions and fibrous food, like food that can come out, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, man, body's burning this off because you're using your energy. You might be working out. You might be going to run your errands. You're burning, 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 and you're not full and giving your body a lot to digest. Mm-hmm. Digestion. Then when you go into the uh, the fasting aspect, like you like, yo don't eat after a certain time your body's still working from earlier mm-hmm. and your body can burn this stuff off while you sleep you get a full night's sleep you wake up you might be a pound lighter um but the metabolism comes in, into form you've already seen it within yourself metabolism is simply you eating some food digesting it and then maybe <laughs> 20 or 30 minutes later it's out of your body because you've been uh, exercising to where your body is burning, but if you've just constantly been sedentary, sedentary or sedentary, I can't. Excuse I think me. it's sedentary because you're. Well, sitting. I'm definitely not going to listen. But <laughs> people in the comments, if you can tell me, sedentary or sedentary. So what happens is after you've eaten, let's say, um, a dope salad with mm-hmm. not too much fatty stuff on it, you might use the restroom in 20, 30 minutes. But if you eat. Uh, a burger, some something fries. filled with bread, it might not happen as fast. Like that's metabolism in action. I just, because I, I, my whole life I've just really been like, how does this work? Cause like I, I've I've grown up around those people who, you know what I'm saying? They're they're real, I know people that can eat like crap, yeah. not work out, and then they just put it on the glorious metabolism. And I'm just like, this just some stuff doesn't genes add too. up. That just like you see really skinny people eat a lot of food. It's gonna catch up, Donovan. But, like, remember when I used to be roommates with Donovan? Like, yeah. Donovan could eat literally whatever he wanted. He yeah. was gonna have abs. And are you ready like for that. Donovan though? I <laughs> saw Donovan. This is Donovan. I see Donovan show. yesterday. You see him yesterday? Yeah, I saw him yesterday. We were at the same place though, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, we gotta, I we just gotta, didn't see him. We got to talk about that. Oh, uh, we will. So, uh, Donovan Jordan, very funny comedian. He's family of us, and um, yes. Donovan. Has abs. He's mm. always had abs. He's always going to have abs. Donovan is the type of person that would eat ice cream at 10 p.m., mm. right? And know that he shouldn't eat ice cream because that's his guilty pleasure. Mm. And Donovan would go run two miles. Yeah, he would do that. So that's the difference. Yeah. Whereas other people would eat ice cream and be like, ooh, and then run, right, I'll see you tomorrow. And then run to bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that was a joke. You know what I'm saying? But uh, speaking of which, what are you drinking? What huh? is that, by the way? It looked like lemonade. Well, it's a it's a it's an energy drink. Oh, okay. So yeah, it just gives me the energy drink that I need. It's uh, it just you know, it helps me. You know, it smells great. I was yes. like, man, that's smells delicious. Yeah, man. So I'll be uh on my energy stuff, and I'll be having to uh get my workout. So I'm gonna get a workout in later today. That's what's up. So speaking, I haven't of worked out in a week and a half though. But yeah, I'm you said you what? Haven't worked out in a week and a half. You know what's interesting <laughs> about you not working out? <laughs> I hate that I just have to be so all or nothing. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I'm genuinely trying to find out, can a life of balance exist? Because it's either the top of the mountain or the or the peak of the... You're impulsive of, and a, an extreme person. So yes. your all or nothing is very interesting. No. I will say, however, I, I noticed, I was telling Tedra the other day, I was like, Tony just posted a video of like fries and wings from Wingstop. See? And I was like, I also haven't seen Tony and Doughboy posting stories <laughs> about out. them working out 
and talking trash to everybody <laughs> in over a week. So we're both trash at this. Like, we was great at it. See, we got to win this because if not, I'm not going to have that look of me just look. So I'm I'm back rededicated Listen, as of now. you see what you just did? <laughs> we had a conversation the other day uh, where Doughboy was talking about. We're not going to go into this point yet. But, well, I should probably save it. So anyway, uh, Doughboy and I had a conversation. A part of that conversation was me saying to him, you have to stop being so competitive when you compete with people, mm-hmm. you're not trying to become better. You're trying to become better than somebody else. And when you're only thinking of being better than somebody else, you can't win. Mm-hmm. And uh, we weren't talking about us in general. I was just saying overall. So with that, you just said, I want to have people looking at me like, which means that you're still thinking about other people ah, instead of just focusing on Wanting you. it for self. Yeah, man. And it can never last if it's not for self. Oh, and speaking of which, last week, thank you, everybody, Team everybody. CT. Thank you, everybody, in the donation for uh, telling me that my definition of uh, de- insanity was correct. However, no, it was not. If That's I may finish okay. my sentence. However, it was the Albert Einstein definition. It was a direct quote, and it was like, that's what I was forgetting. It wasn't in the dictionary, so you were still right. However, I wasn't wrong because this was from Albert Einstein's definition of insanity. But he be making definitions of stuff? That's, that's just- <laughs> hilarious. Oh, I didn't know this was famous. He's just out here just giving, defining things. <laughs> so, listen, let's talk about yesterday. Yes. So, this is... And we're going to leave the name of the club out, you know, just because we are. But um, I mean, they're not paying us. Okay. Well, we can just talk about it then. They're okay. not paying me. I'm not. A, I'm not. Well, I'm a regular there, but I'm not. Come on, man. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just. Okay. We're giving it to them. Okay. Okay. So, very, it's very, this is a, um, what's the, what's the word? This is because a very. Because if you say the host's name, they're going to know. They're going to know. Yeah. So. So we're just going to tell the story. We're going to tell our truth. We're going to live in our truth. So um, it was a very important show going on that I was trying to be a part of. So a good friend of the podcast, D-Ray Davis, uh, one of the illest comedians in the game, like you know what I'm saying, always show love. So <clears throat> he has a show, him and Louis Bell, shout out to Louis Bell as well, because uh, they kind of co-host and um, at the show, whatever. So it's important to know the history of shows. And this is a cautionary tale how you can manifest energy. So listen to what I'm saying. So we could both kind of tell the story. Because were you there at yes. the first? Okay, so let's, okay. The first, okay, the last time I performed at this particular venue, which is the hottest venue in the city, this was years ago. This was, I want to say maybe eight years ago. This was like, I think right after Wildin' Out. Like it was very, very early into. Um, no, this was before Wildin' Out. Before a while out. So yeah, 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 me about the fact because I didn't I didn't really have a name, so you know, I didn't really have any credits. So let so this is the biggest show in the city. CT was there. Tell them what you remember seeing back ten years ago <laughs> at this show. Boy, I tell you what. So Doughboy, this is man, like you said, he set it up perfectly. Uh this is the Monday night at the improv. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the hottest nights, especially Almost 10 years ago, you had Chocolate Sundays at the Laugh Factory on mm-hmm. Sunday nights, Mondays at the Improv with D-Ray, then you had Tuesdays at the Comedy Store, Drew, and, you know, so many different hosts came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> most recent, Naeem, right? Right. Um, then you got Thursday, Crackle with Thursday at the Comedy Store as well upstairs. This is a run of shows that are just fire. Mm-hmm. It's not like that anymore. You still got Chocolate Sundays. You got Monday at the Improv. No longer Tuesdays at the store or crack them up. On, I mean, you still got crack them up on Thursday. So you right. got two uh, powerhouse. Three out one powerhouse. Right. 
to get on this Monday night, this is different from any other club, okay? <laughs> because Sunday at the Laugh Factory is Hollywood. This mm-hmm. is everybody you might see. I don't know why I'm using this name. It's the first name to pop in my head. Don Cheadle might be in the audience. <laughs> this is a random name. Random name. <laughs> Sunday night at the Laugh Factory. You're going to run in Don Cheadle. <laughs> Carrie Hilson. Somebody, whatever. <laughs> These are the names that pop up when I'm telling the story. So that's Sunday night. It's really glossy, right? But it's great. Monday night. Still in Hollywood, mm-hmm. except now you're gonna see the hood stars. Okay, you about to see Eva Pickford. You about to see Clifton Powell. Did his You about to see you about to see all the hood stars and everybody that D. Ray uh, has done a movie with or is cool with. Right, right. like rappers gonna be in there. Like the hood favorites, right? Mm-hmm. So to get up Monday, you also have to be a killer. Like, yeah. because you can't <laughs> do the glossing of Hollywood. You got to come in there and hit for Fire. the hood, right? Fire. All right. So <laughs> the show is going on. Doughboy, the day he has a show at one of those spots, he always calls his <laughs> friends and he's like, yo, I need you there. It's very important that you're there. I'm like, uh, all right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> because you're like, you've been in the comedy game for so long, but you're still new when mm-hmm. it comes to stand-up because of the rips and the breaks. Absolutely. Let me let me add one one caveat yeah. real quick. Cause I don't even know if you remember this. Okay. Before I had because I remember I was super nervous back yeah. then. So I remember I was, you know, going to you. You're almost like my my comedy coach. And I remember you had said to me, I don't even know if you remember this. You had said, yo, because I had done a show like, you know, randomly before that. You were like, yo, why did you, why are you wearing that? Like, that's not even you. That's not even your personality. You don't even dress like this. Why are you wearing that? I'm like, oh, this is just kind of my thing. You're like, no, man, you to dress to your personality. That's not your personality. Good memory. Okay. So, boom. So, go back so to this, this story because that's wait important. Wait y'all to hear this. So... <laughs> In comedy, as an audience, you don't even realize why you like certain people, right? If you saw uh, Eddie Murphy instead of that leather outfit, if you saw Eddie Murphy in there with a t-shirt and some jeans, you'd be like, what is this? Like, he's such a star, he should be wearing something I've never seen before, right? When you see Martin... If you see Martin on stage in a suit with a tie, you're like, what it's, is it's this? Off, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. It's like that. So with comedians, they have to dress for their personality. It's the reason you see Chappelle wearing what he wears. Uh, it's the reason you see Monique, like all these things. Mm-hmm. So Doughboy dresses like this on normal, right? Might have a hoodie, might have some jeans, just comfortable, fly, fly kicks, whatever. Uh, me, same thing. I'm going to be fly when I'm on stage. My kicks are going to be crazy. I'm going to have some kind of watch on, whatever. Mm-hmm. This particular night, <laughs> Doughboy has on a suit jacket, a not blue. a blazer. It's a difference. He has a suit jacket. You have a tie. Uh, you have a tie on. Okay? And then you got some jeans on. And a tangerine colored shirt. Tangerine colored shirt. <laughs> now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is not the Doughboy you see in front of you. About 440. This, this is about 440. Before you got to the 50, this is yeah, about 440 about Doughboy. 40. Okay? <laughs> 440 Doughboy wearing these big clothes, okay? Now, Doughboy gets on stage. I was wearing big clothes. Doughboy gets on stage. There's a lot of fabric. Doughboy gets on stage, and he's performing. And the thing about Doughboy is Doughboy is hilarious 
But when he gets on stage, he gets in his head and he's uncomfortable a lot of times. Hold on. Before, Go ahead. Because you, you, you missed a big step. So before I even get on stage, mm -hmm. D-Ray oh. is on stage. Now, mind you, D-Ray doesn't know who I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't know who I am. So I, I'm sitting, because this is at the time where they used to have those high tables too. So I'm sitting at a high table and I have my outfit on. So he's, you know, performing or whatever. And he just sees me and just thinks I'm a regular patron. So he's just like, oh man, who's this guy? Big man right here. Got your big man clothes on. What's, what's that, your big man uniform? So everybody starts laughing it was hilariously and he's going at my outfit for a good three to five minutes. Like, I bet you laid it out on the bed, didn't you? Looked at it, and he's just going in on it. It's then, the voice he did with it, though. Exactly. He, was like, he was like, I got my big man clothes. <laughs> it's the big jacket. <laughs> he was like, and so he's going in on the entire, and I'm just sitting there like, with nothing to say, right? And so then, after he goes through all of that, then he goes back to the audience like, all right, man, let me see who we got coming up. I don't know who this next guy is. I don't know if he's funny, because I was going first. I don't know if he's funny or not, but uh, he, we're going to see today. Horrible uh, intro, Doughboy. And then he, intro. I get up, and then he sees that I'm the guy. And he, he's like, oh, man, I didn't know. I was like, oh, man, don't worry about it. So then I go out. Mm. I try to, like, snap a joke on him to... To get them back on my side, they don't go with it. So then now go back to what happens now, for the rest of that set. the joke doesn't go over. <laughs> <laughs> and then Doughboy is doing his set. It's not going well. He's sweating. He starts, you know, yelling punchlines. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nothing, guys. <laughs> right? Ends the set. Comes off stage. You know, we all feel bad because we like, you know, we all love Doughboy and we're like, we've been there, but this is a rough one, right? Now, D-Ray, this is, okay, this is another thing. And I, I told you this when we did the Detroit show. I say, and you didn't do it last night. Props to you for this. Yeah. Okay. A lot of white comedians do this, and this is how I first start seeing it. When you go to a comedy show, if you guys go to a live show, watch where the comedian comes from right so the host will be talking and giving the uh the introduction and then the white comedian will be standing at the stage and you're like fam chill yo sit down wait till i call your name then come up like don't just be so i'm ready to get on stage that you negate this intro because now you're making it look like you've never done this look before. thirsty yeah you're looking thirsty for the stage like right. just sit down in the comedian's area which is another mistake you made you were mm. sitting over there he saw the big clothes <laughs> If you were sitting with the comedians, he would have never hit you. So, um, Doughboy was doing that. Like, when we were in Detroit, it would be like they're making an intro for him, and he's standing by the stage. I'm like, hey, man, chill out. Just go sit, sit down. down. Wait till they call your name. He's like, oh, man, I'll just be. And from your perspective, you were like, I don't want them to call somebody else's name or forget that I'm coming up. It's my turn. Right. It's me. It's my turn now. I don't, I don't want to miss my turn. And my thought is, if you're going to get bumped, you're going to get bumped. Right. Nobody has ever seen somebody on the side of the stage be like, get out the way. All right, cool. The <laughs> other guy. You know what I mean? So, Doughboy uh, didn't do that last night. It was already off to an amazing start. But anyway, so that happens that particular night, which makes Doughboy be like, and it was, and this was at a time before social media yeah. was at its height. So I remember by the time I got off the stage, my phone was already getting hit up from mm. Twitter, like her Doughboy out there tanking at the improv. Oh. So I was, it was just, and so I hadn't performed yeah. at the Monday venue. Okay, so then I get a Ooh. call from from Lewis this past Saturday. Hey, hey, boy, 
Yep, this Monday. So I'm like, so I call you Saturday night. Yeah. I'm like, man, can you be there? I call Shantae. I'm just like, yo, I told Tony she couldn't come because I was just like, I'm nervous. Like, I was just like, I was wondering where she was. I, I was like, like I'm in my head about it. So okay. let me, so this she is how. She would have you down. I needed to be. So then I get there and off the rip, like I was, even in my preparation, I'm nervous. because I'm just like, I hope, now this is the cautionary tale of how you can manifest the wrong things. I'm thinking since Saturday, I hope nothing goes wrong. I don't want anything to go wrong. And oh. I start focusing so much on nothing going wrong that I made, I believe I made something happen. I didn't prepare how I normally prepare. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so boom. So I get there already like just nervous energy, like mm. just whatever. So I get there and then the show is going and then randomly. Mm-hmm. So the show is going fine. You know, two, one or two comedians have gone. Then randomly, there's a comedian in front of me that's supposed to go, and he doesn't show. Yeah. So then that throws me off, and I'm just like, I'm not ready. And so then I normally would I normally listen and adjust my content, like you know what I'm saying. So you know, my my material. So I'm listening, and I'm like, okay, I'm hearing you know different COVID jokes, and something should have the bell should have went off. Okay, they've heard enough COVID. Mm-hmm. Scratch that, put this there. But I was just like, no, nah, mine's is original and witty enough. So I go up there. So. I, I go up there and I, I don't Wait, even tell you're him. missing a big step now. Okay. Because I know you're probably going to do it as a surprise, but you got to do it in the way that it happened. Okay. So, like he said, the guy who's before him was supposed to go up. Right. He did not oh, show yeah. up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say the part. I'm going to say I'm going to say I got it. But this is, all right, go ahead. Okay. So, then that throws me off. So, then they, you know, Lewis like, okay, you're about to go up. Mere moments before I'm about to go up, nigga, there is a mouse in the building. So, some one of the pages like oh my god it's a rat like so it's now crazy. now so in my mind I'm like okay there's a guy that's not going and I'm already like Ugh. then there's literally a five minute break because you know Mickey Mouse is is around so now there and so then D Ray's making obvious he's the host so he's making the obvious jokes and so he's making the jokes about it in the room and da 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 and so the show's still gonna come on then. They introduced me. And then that the intro, the it, it was just still like, all right, man, y'all ready? Doughboy. And I know it was no shade or anything, but it was just so much was going on. It wasn't a war, it was doughboy. So then I go up and I try to embrace the moment. I try to, oh, that was crazy, huh? <laughs> so no always crazy. Cause you had coached me, told me to talk about my last time performing up there. I had it all in my head. Went up there. The first thing you said was you looked over at me and you from the stage, you were like, it's always something. <laughs> and then you was like, yeah, man, this is crazy, man. You know, <laughs> back here, man. <laughs> hey, but how many of y'all? And I was like, COVID, oh. so COVID, huh? And I'm sitting down, you told me. This, and then, but so what I took away from the set was it, it, it got, and so the set was going and I wasn't really kind of grabbing them the first couple of minutes. Then I started getting into some content that was going you and it was going. like, okay, boom. Then the mouse comes back. I'm like, mouse man, right God. back running around. And so, and then the lights come up. And yeah. so then they're actually looking. They're trying to find the mouse. Exactly. And so then I finally get back. And then I, I get, you know, I get out there with a decent ending. But I say all that to say, you gotta just think positive thoughts, and you gotta just put on your your work clothes and go to work every day, and then just be able to live with the results in whatever you do. Because I feel like if you overthink it, you're gonna create stuff to happen i don't think that i should have done that here's the thing i said it's been cool 
You're absolutely right. Like the Fonz. Like the Fonz. Hey. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things where you could not predict that a mouse was going to run around. Right. Um, and also, like you just said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, when you say things in your head like, I don't want this to happen, I don't want that to happen, mm. you're actually, they don't, the universe doesn't hear, I don't want. They just hear the thing. They just hear the thing. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, you're bringing it into the universe. So remember that. But from what your thing is, aside from the performance, you can't mm. control a mouse being in the building. Mm-hmm. You could not control the guy not showing up before you. Mm. What I'm trying to get to is you can't control anything when mm. it comes to comedy. You have to roll with the punches, right? Right. So if you had these jokes in your mind, this is why I get to shows about two or three people before me before right. I go up. Because I want to see what the show is like mm-hmm. before I even start talking. So I can see, okay, this happened. Like I remember I told you the story. Um, I was performing. But before I was performing... Uh, Host Joey Wills, my brother, man. Joey. Brother. Joey uh, works with Kevin Hart, mm. you know, uh, writes with him. He's one of the Plastic Cup boys. He, Naeem Spank, the whole squad goes on tour. Uh, anyway, this is at the Comedy Union mm. like 10 years ago. He's hosting. Joey's killing, right? But I'm watching him perform, and he says a word, and a glob of spit Ooh. comes out of his mouth. And goes towards the front row. And one of the girls was like that. And he continues to go, right? Uh-huh. Continues to set. Two more people go up. And each person that goes up, the crowd is like laughing, but they're not laughing. Mm-hmm. Because nobody has addressed has the spit. Addressed the spit. Mm. I go on stage. I say, what's up, y'all? Did y'all see that spit? And when I said that, the crowd erupted. Because they're because just waiting. Because somebody right. said something. Because a lot of comedians have this ego where they just go up. They come late. Like, yeah, I just I don't want to see nobody before me. I just do my stuff. Mm. And you're like, that's stupid. You got to see what the show is to, to read, read the, the temperature. Right. So whatever jokes you have, you got to adjust to what's going on. So for your mouse situation, D-Ray was talking about the mouse. And, of course, he has to reset the room mm-hmm. because a mouse just happened. He's want to make sure people don't leave. He's in producer mode, mm-hmm. not so much as just comedy mode. And he's still being funny, mm-hmm. which is an uh, attribute to how great he is. Right. And then he's like, all right, uh, who's next, man? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, y'all. What? What happened over there? <laughs> right. All right, all right. Everybody give it up for Doughboy, man. Right, right, <laughs> right. So right. it was like, it ain't no shade. It's just right. like, this is how it happens. Right. And, you know, D-Ray got a short attention span. I like Absolutely. a lot of people. Right. So, um, when he comes up, he's doing a set and he's getting them. Then the mouse happens again, and you got to. Re- and that's never happened to you. Not to say that it's happened to everybody, right? But when something like that happens, you got to abandon these jokes, right? And just, just be like, look, like I told Lewis, because Lewis was um was hosting. D Ray mm. is you know grooming him, which is amazing. Lewis was hosting. Lewis Belt, y'all seen him on the show before, right? And I said to Lewis, I say this is what you should say when you go up. <laughs> You say the improv want to make us get the vaccination to get in here. Like you're not allowed in the improv unless you got the vaccine. Uh-huh. So I say the improv want us to get a vaccination. I just want to make sure that you ain't got no mice when I get in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lewis starts laughing. He goes up, says it right. Uh-huh. Rocks. Um, but these are the things that you kind of roll with. Right. When things happen. And then I could see that you were out of your comfort zone, but I loved how you went back into your set mm. and then you start getting comfortable. But it's one of those things where it wasn't a loss as a set because right. I've seen people do a lot worse in less scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I want you to remember this. We talked about you sitting down. And you were like, yo, man, I like I sitting down because I'm connecting in this <laughs> and that. I'll be honest with you. You perform better standing up from what I've seen a difference. This has nothing to do with we going to run right, right, right. But 
it was the same kind of energy you sitting down and standing up where you got scrambled like razzled right. and i was like your energy is probably when i stand up yeah and right. i understand that you remember certain thoughts but it's like your energy when you move around it's like people connect but i'll give you this jay phillips told me this when i was newer bro mm-hmm. he said i would sit down on stage like i do now i've been mm-hmm. doing this 16 17 years <laughs> and one time before i got on stage he was hosting he took the stool before i came up he was like now go ahead and i was like Okay. <laughs> and I rock because I can do both. But it was one of those right. things where he said to me after I got off, he said, you got to earn the right to sit down. And when he said mm. that, I was like, oh, and when you think, it. And when you think about it, like a lot of the legends would sit down. Like, yeah. But you had to almost be at a certain stage. And not even stage. When status. you get to, not status, when you get to Class. rocking audiences, like I've gotten standing ovations sitting down. That's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's an earned thing to where then, when those comedians saw that, it became, <laughs> you know, but you killed. I don't want you to be down there. No, no, no. Like, Thank you. I appreciate it. A mouse was in there. Right. And I and I definitely <laughs> felt that I grew from it. I just felt like, okay, it was one of those things I needed to to hit that stage and have that moment because I always get in my head over stuff. But, and I'm glad that you were there, man. You're really a, a I didn't want to come. A supportive, I don't leave the house. You were a supportive you friend. You said, yo, come out. I was like, hey, and <sighs> I wanted to tell you a funny story, and I yeah. know that we haven't even touched these topics, but who cares? This is our podcast. We're doing on, it's just us. So, Pete, this, something came up in a conversation yesterday, and I almost said it at the conversation, but I was just like, I'm going to tell them on the podcast. Oh, this God. This be better. Okay. So, yesterday, we were having a conversation, and it was actually pretty pretty um, eye-opening. It was me, you, and another uh, funny comedian, Ryan Davis. Okay. Shout out to bro. Um, we were just Ryan. chopping it up, and... Uh, um, and we were just outside the comedy club, just you know, just talking. Yeah. And the the topic of ludicrous came up. Yes. So ludicrous comes up, and so they're basically both having a conversation with me. And so Ryan asked me, he was like, basically, like, do you think that uh, Nelly and Fifty Cent have a better catalog than Ludacris? Ludacris. And I was like, yes. You he said was like, without all suit. <laughs> and so yeah, he was like, oh, we can't have this conversation. And you agreed with him tenfold. Mm-hmm. And then you guys went on to explain. Why you like Ludacris so much, right? No, we didn't go on to say why we like Well, Ludacris. Or why you could put his name yes. amongst the elite. Very non-biased. Uh, <laughs> and, and as you guys spoke about it, I started to think like, you know, Ludacris is dope. Why don't I like Ludacris? And then I remember why I don't like Ludacris. Let's hear it. He smashed one of my chicks. <laughs> <laughs> years ago, years ago, Ludacris smashed one of my chicks. It was a chick that I was dating back in Sacramento. Uh-huh. And I was so serious about her. And she was just mm. everything. And I was in love with her. And the reason why I found out was because her best friend knew she was a hoe. And so her best friend used to always be like, she's, you know, she's not like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. Like, you deserve a good woman. And like, because she had went to college. Her friend and, was hating on her. Yes. So she did. So basically what ended up happening was she had, and I remember because I had sent her some of the money to go. She went to a ludicrous concert and the girl was with her. And they said, basically they ended up getting backstage, all the all the things. She ended up going into his trailer and sm- and so from that day in the trailer, yeah. And from that day, I swore him off. But but it's been so long that I, have, I was like, wait, why don't I like Ludacris? Years ago, he smashed one of my chicks, and I found. And the messed up part was like I didn't find out until later. So like it had happened 
And I had kept dealing with Ogon. I found out like maybe months later. So that's why I had oh hatred. Nah, so for years. <laughs> you just wait. Oh, I, had, I was just perfect opportunity. What? That's why. Because I was, I, I really oh. thought about it. I genuinely couldn't remember. I was like. Why don't I hold him in high regard? I was mm. like, because after I found out that he smashed old girl, I didn't want to hear none of that shit. No I'll tell you what, though, man. Because I, I was such a big Ludacris fan before he did that. If anything, <laughs> that shows that Ludacris telling the truth that he has holes in different areas. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't listen to that shit. Nigga, with this incident, I got holes. Just one oh, tear, nigga. So yeah, man. But nah, but shout, <laughs> shout out to Ludacris being he should Nine, be on one six. That's me. <laughs> Have you ever had a famous nigga smash one of your chicks? No. It's hurtful, bro. No. Let me make sure. Mm. No. But I will say, uh, I don't even know if, uh, well, she'll probably tell me if this was wrong of me to share. I remember Tangerine used to be a really big R. Kelly fan. And <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> And it was like 2011. I remember because I was driving an old Honda uh -huh. and I was driving down the streets of Burbank and I got pulled over because in Burbank, <laughs> if you're black and you don't have a nice car, the police are like, what, what? are you doing here? You know what I mean? <laughs> so this is 2011. They pulled me over and they pulled me over. And when they pulled me over, I was like, man, my girlfriend's house is right down the street. If y'all could just let me go, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, Nah. All right. So, <laughs> but she nah, was though. at an R. Kelly concert that mm -hmm. night. So that's why I was like, man, I, I know she ain't gonna pick up the phone. Also, Tangerine isn't the person that you want to call in an emergency because she doesn't pick the phone up. She'll tell you this. So there are other people that you have to call. She'll help after the fact, but she doesn't remember. So she's not at an R. Kelly real time. Concert. Not real time. If you got shot, call somebody else. Um. So she was at the concert. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely attracted to me. Though. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, I've been to like three concerts. And each time he comes over and introduces himself as if we've never met before. He slid me his number the last time. I didn't call it. Uh, and then this past time, this is after I'd gotten arrested and she got home and told me the story. <laughs> she was like, uh, his bodyguard came over and was like, Mr. Kelly would like for you to call him. And she was like, oh, OK, thanks. And didn't call him. And I was like, wow. You didn't go with a millionaire? And she was like, like, I'm that guy. Like, <laughs> like you would have just understood? I'm, yeah, I'm like, yo, just like Chris Brown say, if a rich nigga wants you, you know? So I when hate she didn't that do lyric. It, when she didn't do it, I was like, wow, you got some substance. You know what I'm saying? Because, oh, it was another girl that I had dated before Tangerine. She was friends with Ocho Cinco. They went to college together, I believe, or okay. high school, whatever. And he always had a crush on her. Mm. And she was telling me, we were literally laying in bed one night, and she was like, yeah, so um, my friend Chad wants me to go to dinner with him. And my he's, friend Chad. <laughs> he's, he's always wanted me, and it's like, I, don't, I don't like him like that. I was like, Chad, he sounds like a white boy, right? And she was like, no, he's black. And I was like, oh, okay, well, what does he do? And like, like give me the info. Don't stop making me search. You see with the booze? He played for, he you played, know, he the in NFL. And I was like, Chad, what's his last name? And she said, Ocho Cinco. I was like, what do I, I've heard that name before. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't watch sports. So when she said it, I was like, oh. And I was like, yo, why haven't you dealt with him? And she was like, well, because I'm in a relationship with you. And I was like, you better go get that money. <laughs> you better go get that upgrade. What are you doing? We could be living better. Like, I look at life different. So for <laughs> her to have not done that and then for Tangerine to not have, and the other two times before me, 
I'm like, why didn't you do it? <laughs> Other than, you <laughs> know, the <laughs> obvious. But the yeah, I felt like she was, was a little like, old, bro. I mean, she's <laughs> senior citizen compared to what he is. No disrespect to the foundation or whatever he is. But <laughs> Ignition remix. Crazy dope. Uh, so, <laughs> man, I gotta be honest. Uh, as soon as you hear that, shh, shh, shh. And he could drop that before the original. Bro. He was a cold nigga back then to do that. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> anyway, so I've never had a celebrity. So, oh, no. You know what? Tony Rock, which nothing but love to Tony Rock. I mm-hmm. love that guy, truly. Uh, he was the first celebrity comedian that I met mm-hmm. doing comedy. So, um, there was a girl. <laughs> This isn't, I can't even say he smashed my girl because she wasn't, I didn't even know her last name. So mm. I met her at the comedy club. He was hosting Chocolate Sundays at this point. And I met her at the Laugh Factory. And I was, you know, I'm, I'm about to get the number. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, getting, I'm getting her with it. And I'm about to get the number. And he pulls on the corner. And he doesn't even see me. He just sees her because. <laughs> she had that thing. Yeah, and she was, you know, her butt was facing his direction. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey. And then she turned around. Ah. <laughs> and he's like, it's me. And then she was like, it was nice talking to you. And she went and got in the car with him. And I was like, damn it. No, I I don't know. I don't know if I remember if I told you the story when I first moved to LA. When I had took a chick to to one of them Hollywood parties, uh-huh. I got my chick took by Detective Torres from NY in New York undercover. Are you serious? Absolutely. And he did it right in front of me. What happened? Didn't even care. So I took this chick, this, <laughs> I took this random chick to a party. It was a Hollywood party or whatever, and it wasn't even like a big one. And so we're there and um we're chilling and so we meet him like together. And I could kind of like tell that he was asking those questions to see if she was like, you know how a nigga just kind of asked the question. She was like and like and the, the wild shit was New York Undercover wasn't even popping. Like this was like '09, so New York Undercover was popping in '98. So the nigga, and he ain't really done much here or before. Well, he was in some Michael Jackson videos, but outside of the, that, had he, to be before. Exactly. So he ain't been like. The, so we meet the nigga or whatever, and he's cool, or whatever. But I can see what he's doing. So he's sitting there asking questions. He was like, "Oh man, so is this, this your brother?" I'm like, "Nigga, you know, not her." And so she's like, "No, this is my friend." Da, 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 da. And so, like, so he's asking, so, but he's still being cool to me. He's like, hey, but I mean, I mean, no disrespect. I just kind of thought of seeing a resemblance. I'm like, oh, no, nah, nah, this is back in my drinking days. A day. resemblance? So, bruh. So we, I'm sitting there. This is back in my drinking day. So, you know, it's all cool. And we're like just, you're at a party with Kiara. <laughs> exactly. So we go through the whole lot. And so, like, he would, like, see us. And then he would kind of, I felt like he was going and seeing if there was anything else. Because the chick that I had really wasn't even that bad. She was she just was, the best of the worst. She was the, yeah. And so he was, like, going and seeing like other little different chicks mind you i had drove and she rode with me and so then something had ended up happening and i had ended up going to the bathroom and then he had came back and so then when i had came back out you could tell they were like kind of engaged in a deeper conversation oh so he then, struck while the iron was hot so nigga so then <laughs> waiting on your bladder to exactly so then he goes and so she's standing there and so you could tell they're like talking and they're like pop, 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 pop. And so then he goes, and then she walks over to me, and she was just like, hey, so, you know, and I I don't even know what the nigga's real name is, but she said whatever his regular name is. She's like, yeah, you know, we're going to go, you know, to a couple of parties. You want me to maybe give you a call a little bit later? Because mind you, she was staying with me for the weekend. So this is how I got done even worse. She leaves with the nigga. They go, right? Do what it, God knows, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? So she leaves because he went out we to go, He went out to get the car. Nigga, she didn't even stay the night. So she ended up coming back to the spot where I was. And this is when I was staying with, with the Mexican lady when I had the little. Oh. 
She ended up coming back at like five in the morning. I'm just sitting here like. You never told me that. And he kicked her out. That's what you got to realize. And came back at five in the morning. He didn't even let her spend a night in his crib. This simping life has been happening. No, no, no. I'm not a simp. I was a simp in the past, but not now. You said it right. (laughs) Now, when she came back at 5 a.m., how did she get in the house? She had to hit me, and I let her in. So and then she just, and then she, and then she just basically, she was like, "You weren't mad, were you? Like I just figured you were tired." Man, listen. So did you, knowing you, you probably just let it live and didn't ask her any crazy questions or give her a piece of your mind. I didn't. I just I let it go, and it just she stayed the night, and she because I think she was even supposed to stay there for like one other day because she had she wasn't even living. Mm-hmm. She was like from sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it was just one of them situations where I just you know I I I just took the L like that and I just hurts. And th- but I learned a valuable lesson because I, I can't believe I, I I can't remember if it was Corey Corey Hawkins that told me this or D Ray that told me this, but one of them told me this and it was some great advice. They said, "Don't ever take a girl that you're interested." around other rich niggas trying to impress her because the niggas you're trying to impress her with will take her. I and, just and saw I found a Boosie that. video today. <laughs> Boosie was telling the story about uh, he meets this girl and, you know, <laughs> he meets this girl at the concert, he meets her, they start doing whatever they do, and he sees his phone light up, he picks it up thinking it's her, mm. it was her man. And he was like, don't hang up, bro. He was like, why are you calling my phone, bro? <laughs> and he's like, listen, man, I've been with this girl since seventh grade. I love her, man. Could you please stop smashing my girl? And he's like, man, we went to prom together. I was her first. <sighs> he's like, man, could you just stop? We're trying to build a family, man. All of that, right? <laughs> Simp City. So, Simp, Simp City. Simp City. Then... <laughs> and it's not you're not being a simp because you love a woman. Nobody's saying right, that. Right, We're saying simp behavior is completely. If you different. call a grown man and beg him to not talk to you, nah, let's not do that. But right. uh, because you know, uh, <laughs> I feel his pain. Why wouldn't Boozy stop? <laughs> so anyway, uh, we say that because, and you know what? I don't even know why I'm even continuing to explain because the real niggas who aren't simps aren't offended by this. Only the simps are. So right. I'm not going to explain, but. Um, continuously, he said that, and he was like, "Man, this is a lesson. Don't take a girl in the exact same thing you said. Don't take a girl that you're interested in around no rich dudes at no mm-hmm. concerts because she might see something she like and choose. Absolutely, it's, it's gonna happen, and you're gonna be sitting there looking stupid because you was wrong anyway. You took her around on some. I'm impressed. You Try- never told me that story, and even hearing that you drove when you lived with that Mexican woman, you didn't have a car. I drove that much. You drove her car." <laughs> I drove her Mustang, bro. That shit hurt my soul. We, I think I never watched no more syndicated reruns of New York Undercover. Well, I mean, it's not damn really you, Torres. Accessible, but he judged the comedy competition I was in years ago, and I remember being like, "What does he know about comedy?" Exactly. He's just always been like, "Why was he in the Michael Jackson videos back in the day?" I think he's a dancer by trade. It's just like, what is this? But I was like, he's. Detective I mean, like, Torres. no, all love to him. But I was yeah. like, so did you ever talk to the girl again? You know who the girl was? Who? You know her. Okay. Remember back in the day, uh-huh. there was a movie, and I was like, yeah, I'm trying to audition for this movie. 
You took me to it. Really? And then you ended up auditioning and they wanted you. What? Yeah, do you you have to remember this? Not at all. Bro, you took me to it and okay. I was like, yeah, they're, they're from Sacramento. Boom, boom. Bro, you gotta remember this. Because you drove me to the audition and it was way out. And then they came, then they were like, oh, can you read for it too? You didn't prep for it or nothing. And then you just went in there and I was like mad. Cause I'm like, you, and it, the project didn't go anywhere. Mm. But I was mad because I was just like, damn, nigga, you just gave me a ride and you booked what I, nigga. Oh, I wish that you remembered. I sound like a good friend. You I took don't... me, cause it was when I was fresh in LA, cause yeah. I didn't even have a car. Yeah. And you took me, and it was something that I thought was just a foregone conclusion because I knew them from Sacramento. And you literally were just taking me. To, to 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 go there and and then they ended up being like can you read for a thing too and you did so well they offered you the lead role i it definitely never didn't do it though yeah because it never ended up happening no 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 beyond no i'm saying if they offered me i definitely didn't do it i'm vaguely remembering <laughs> taking you somewhere far but that was the girl but wait hold I on you know what, hold on you know this the funny thing is yeah. i think i have the picture please find with her in <laughs> So here's the thing. Detective Torres. <laughs> I don't remember fully, but I do remember taking you somewhere far and telling you auditions don't happen this far. Exactly. I remember bro, that. But bro, I hold on. Rest. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna remember this. Okay. When I pull this up, hold on, because this is this is a magic moment. Hold on a second. Where's my other page at? Hold on a second. That's crazy. Yeah, they offered me the lead role, and then you kind of looked at me like, uh, hold on. Hold on, you gotta remember this. Damn, this hurts. Hold on, one second. I can't wait to see this girl. Hold on, damn it. As as he's looking for this, okay. folks, this is what you gotta remember, man. Doughboy has a great heart. Okay, <laughs> I too have an incredible heart, but my heart was broken so early on that I vowed to never be hurt again. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's tough because somebody like Doughboy's heart. Is probably it's always in the right place. Your heart is probably a battered spouse at this point. Because like every time you meet somebody, like, no, please don't hurt me. I just want to love somebody. <laughs> hold on, dog. Hold on. I'm about to find Dang. this picture because I know it's in here. Hold on one second. Dang. Because as soon as you see her picture, you're gonna be like, nigga, I remember. Hold on. One Dang, second. bro. Hold on, I'm almost there. The fact that you still have this picture is crazy. Hold on. Oh, dope boy. Hold on. We're almost there. The girl better be bad after this. She wasn't. Hold on a oh. second. She was. Do you understand, folks, the disrespect that he's allowed her to stay with him for the weekend? He decides to take her to a, an industry party. Bruh. And she leaves with someone at least have the at least have the respect for me that you'll link up with him during the day another day that you'll come <laughs> back on a separate trip and smash <laughs> detective Torres. you don't do that when i've brought you Bro, here it was no hold on there ain't no love in the city man hold on look a random picture of you and i okay hold on one second where is... Oh, this is going to bother me, bro. Yeah. I'll hold tell on. you what. This has been so long. If you don't produce a picture, they're going to be pissed at you. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on. Give me one second. Is there one other place I can check? I'm sorry, guys. Man, this is crazy. For you to come to my home, and I'm living with a Mexican woman, driving her Mustang. And I used to eat... And I used to get into it with the Mexican lady because I didn't have no food, and I used to eat her bread. She used to mm. count her bread slices. All right, hold That's, on one second. It's the price right. of doing business when you got to... <laughs> <laughs> you have a ward 
in your crib. All right. If it's not here, then I don't have it and we'll move on. But I believe that it, if I do have it, it would be right here. Give me one second. Man. That's crazy. You got memories of these heartbreaks. Okay. <sighs> and... 5 a.m. Got the audacity. Here's another thing. For her to come back to your crib at 5 a.m. knowing you would open a door is crazy. Because that, that means Detective Torres. Does that make Torres, me a simp? Yes. Detective Torres dropped her off at your crib. You got to remember that. <laughs> because there were no Ubers. Oh, yeah. No, he dropped her off. And listen, I'm sorry. It's an, I can't find it in here. I apologize. Who's in the backseat? Malik Yoke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the picture, but it's I know that if you've seen it, you will remember. And I know that I'll probably find it in post. And if I find it, we'll put it in post. But nah, you remember who she was and you went, you took me to the audition. So you would know who she was. But speaking of chicks that are trash in real life, Brittany, well, I don't want to call her trash in real life. That was, that was a lot. So let me clean that up. Let's clean that up. So, but her, I don't, agree with her statements so britney went britney renner now britney winner is the the winner of the uh the wait uh, wait, wait we didn't so with the stand-up the d-ray story okay so d-ray oh my bad no it's all good and we we went on okay <laughs> on a symphony of journeys <laughs> uh so <laughs> speaking of d-ray d-ray and i uh when i first got to la First of all, I don't lead with ego anymore, but when I first got to L.A., it was very hard to get. It was very easy for me to get stage time, but it's very hard afterwards to, you know, really get up Mm -hmm. uh, because the relationships, you got to build them. So I got the opportunity to perform Monday Night at the Improv. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spike was booking it. He had booked me. So I'm new to L.A. I'm this is when a time where the promoters ran the comedy clubs. Mm. Now it's not really like that. Now it's more so the comedians run it. Or um, the staff at right, the club. Right, the club itself. Right? Mm-hmm. This point, it was just the promoters. Uh-huh. So Spike booked me. I get there. I see D-Ray. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. I've always loved watching D-Ray ever since like Comic View when I was in high school. <laughs> so D-Ray, um, I go, I see him in the bathroom coming out. I'm walking towards the bathroom. I see him. I'm like, hey, man. He's like, what's up? And like, he's just backing his phone and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> So the show is going on. D-Ray, I'm first. Uh-huh. D-Ray is doing like 45 minutes, right? And I'm sitting there like, oh, man, this is going to be great. When I go up, I'm going to smash. <laughs> I get on stage. I'm smashing. I'm supposed to do 15 minutes. I get the light after eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, man, y'all might want to go ahead and turn that light off, bro, because uh, I'm supposed to do 15. And D-Ray you- did 45, bro. <laughs> so I'm doing my time, right? I finish my time out. D-Ray comes on stage, and he's like... Listen, man, there's a such thing as dry snitching. <laughs> you know, what you're doing is dry snitching. And, you know, it was a cute set, man. But, you know, this, this is my house, man. <laughs> right? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, he still hasn't said anything disrespectful. I'm just sitting there just listening to it. And he's like, you know. These new guys, they come up here. Oh, wait, wait. So he's on stage when he's saying yeah. this. So, so it's not like backstage. No, no, it's on stage. And you're in the crowd. Yeah, I'm in the crowd now. Okay. He's like, you know, these new guys come up and they think, you know, they're really hot. But you know what I'm saying? And I was like, put your 15 against my 15 and we'll see who hotter. Crowd <laughs> was like, ooh, right? And he's like, oh, is that what you want to do? I was like, let's go. And he was like, all right, all right, bet. Brings me to the stage because I still got a lot of jokes that I didn't get to do. So you had just done 15. I had just done 15. 
And then he bring you up for another 15. Mind you, I only have 30. <laughs> so that's why I started with 15. <laughs> Had how to say a 30 versus 30, they'd have heard the set again. So <laughs> we went that back. So I get up there and I'm into joke one and I'm seeing the audience as I'm hitting my punchline, looking at D-Ray to see what he thinks. And mm. I'm like, okay, I see what it is. Y'all are waiting to see his response. Tell you what, D-Ray, this is your crowd. I know for a fact if we were in front of an unbiased crowd that I would destroy and completely destroy you. Damn, and, um, the confidence. Bro, that's all I got. <laughs> so he comes on stage and he's like, all right, hey, everybody, make some noise for him, y'all. He's like, hey, I ain't going to lie to you, man. That took some balls. Oh, ain't nobody said nothing to me like that. And this dude is funny. Y'all watch out for him. And they clap. I get off stage. Uh, and then after he gets off, we shook hands. He's like, man, you funny. We've been tight ever since. And Damn. I tell you what, uh, men often respect other alpha men. Mm -hmm. And that's how it goes. It's like, if I'm an alpha and I see that you're one, it's like, oh, okay. I respect, I, you know, we both had the peacock a little bit, mm -hmm. but I respect that you didn't back down because a lot of people would cower to me. And like I'm talking about, when I tell you D-Ray is like an older brother, <laughs> I remember me and Donovan were dirt poor. I'm talking about had no money. And we were at the Improv Monday night, and uh, Donovan came out, and he was like, here, it's from D-Ray. Gave me a handshake. I was mm. like, what? I looked, and it was $100. And I was like, yeah, what? what? <laughs> I go up to D-Ray. I say, bro, thank you so much. He's like, hey, man, we all been there. And I was like, yo, bro, but this is super huge. He was like. Because it was some girls around. <laughs> and D-Ray got this thing where he don't want nobody to know he's a good guy. Right. <laughs> he want to keep that villain face he up. Keep the but that's my brother, man. I love him. No, that, man. man. Shout out to him, man. He, he always keeps it real, man. I'll yeah. never forget when I was uh, when I was doing Wilding Out because I had done my special. Yeah. I had asked. <laughs> this is what I appreciate about, about D-Ray. His honesty. Yeah. I said, hey, man, because this is at a time I wanted to like go on the road. He did a Wilding Out special. You could probably catch it. Where can they watch? Uh, I'm MTV, be like, you do the M special? MTV too. Um, yeah, you can, you can look it up online. It's still there. Go ahead. So I go to do the special. So before I go, I like pull them aside. I'm like, hey man, can you watch my uh, my set, man? I would I would love to, you know, get your uh, you know, your 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 feedback. He was like, all right, all right cool. So I go up there. I just said, mind you, this is this is still very surface level, Doughboy. This is Subway Cookies, Doughboy. This is. You know, that was a good joke. You know, Jack in the box, like just real setup. You know, whatever. And even though the set went well, I go to him afterwards, and I was like, "Hey, man, what'd you think?" And the nigga did not give me no Hollywood fake answer. Or nothing. He was just like, "Hey, man, keep working on that." Like, and just kept it. But he wasn't rude or nothing. He was like, "You got something there, but you're gonna, you know, you gonna have to dig a little deeper." But. <laughs> and I respected it because I wanted to be like a. I wanted to get a. Hey, you funny Atta boy? Man, get that nigga would say, "Hey, man." Keep working with that. Place, you know boy. what it is, bro? <laughs> and I and this is not for you uh -huh. because that was an opportunity that Niall and Nick Cannon presented right. for you to and you know, when you get presented an opportunity, uh it takes a different kind of person to say, I'm not ready or thanks anyway, let's do it another time. Right. Because a lot of times you see the bread and you'll see the what it could do and you'll be like, All right, let me just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, like I always get asked, When are you dropping a special? or yo, you should shoot a special. And I'm like, No. The street, I'm not hot enough in the streets to do a special. For me, specials are special, right? Ooh. When you see, when you saw You So Crazy, mm -hmm. when you saw Raw, when you saw Delirious, when you saw 
um, queens of comedy, kings of comedy. The streets were asking for that. You know what I mean? And I know what you're saying. But you just said people are asking you when you go to special. It's different. When you're hot, you know it. And you drop that special and everything opens up. Cat Williams. Mm -hmm. Cat Williams dropped Pimp Chronicles when he was on fire. I'm talking about he had just I done remember. That made Friday me really want to get, get into stand-up. For he real did real Friday real. After Next. After he did Friday After Next, he was doing a show. He was booked to do a show in mm -hmm. like Ohio, I think, where he's from or something like that. And... This was a, a big theater. Cat uh -huh. hired his own film crew. Mm -hmm. They shot his set, essentially, uh -huh. there, because he did like an hour. And that was his special. He didn't have to, and those of you guys are, huh? He didn't have to spend money renting out the venue. He didn't have to spend money promoting the show. All he had to do was show up. He hired his camera crew. They shot it. He went on to make millions from the special. But... He was on fire when he'd done it. He had just done the appearance on the right. BBC Comedy Awards. Mm -hmm. He was white hot. And that's what you want when you do a special. You it's don't like want to Kevin do Hart when he dropped after, what was it, Shaq? Shaq All-Stars? Yeah, Shaq All-Stars. Then, he, then he did Seriously Funny. Yeah. He was hot. He was hot, yeah. You want to drop a special when you're hot. You don't want to drop a special in hopes of garnering heat. Wow. that's. Yeah. But do you think that because... Do you think that because social media exists and comedians express themselves on so many platforms and you kind of get them so much, do you think that it's still possible for for us as comedians to generate that heat when they have so much access to us? And like what I mean is like when 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 you would see like Chris Rock, you wouldn't hear nothing from Chris Rock for three, four years. Like you literally might see every him five in a movie, years he jumps and then you would hear him talk. Like yeah. with us, it's like you see us every day, we're tweeting, we're on Twitch, we're on live. Like, do you feel like we have enough time to to garner that heat in the street? Yes, because when you hot, you hot, right? Uh -huh. um, I've had waves of heat, but I enjoy being super warm, where I can consistently maintain my uh, my temperature for years to come, right? Mm -hmm. But when you see people who are hot, Desi Banks is hot. Yeah. When you look at Ha Ha Davis, DC Young Fly, mm -hmm. uh, our own friends. You look at Tony yeah. Baker and Kev and Tahir and even Kevin Hart has maintained his, like all of these people that are hot. Like when right. you go to their pages, there's 86,000 comments and you're like, this is right, crazy. Right. That is how, like you garner it because the people come to you and you rock in mm -hmm. comparison to um, you dropping a special and it's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 20 comments. It's like, that's not what you want. Exactly. You yeah. want your special to be special, man. I, and yeah. I'm telling you, man, like, that's what I've been thinking about, too. I've just been like, man, I really want to see, I want to make a, 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 I want to be in the conversation of whoever the top guy is at comedy one day. Like, I just feel like the landscape has changed now. I feel like the pandemic changed everything. It took everybody off the road. So now there's been like a perfect reset. So I think within the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to start seeing new, like, faces that are going to be legends. I don't yeah. know. To, for your point that you just made about you want to be mentioned in the conversation. Mm. Is that me back to me going back to competition? Yes. I mean, because here's the thing, man. Unfortunately, people wait until people die to give them their flowers. Mm -hmm. And people wait until they, so they're gone to say, oh, man, that person really was good. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been somebody that I used to always call myself the next day comedian. Right. Okay. Because I would do all of these bits and I would do all these jokes and people at the show would laugh, but it wasn't like I was getting the proper due for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I would get a phone call. 
Yo, I just understood this. <laughs> I just got it. Bro, you killed it. And yeah, it like, worked like, ah. <laughs> where were you last night, right? <laughs> right. So with all, I say this to you to not say, it's nothing wrong with you saying you want to be mentioned, mm. but you got to already know that the work that you're doing is good enough to be put in legendary status. I know I'm one of mm. the best ever, but nobody's going to realize until I'm old and gray. And then it'd be like, yo, when you look back at this and you look at it, he dropped this kind of content and that content, mm-hmm. man, he was so versatile and blah, blah, blah. They'll catch up to it later. Yeah. And so right. it's like, I'm not really, uh, and plus you didn't put a time limit on when you wanted the greatness. And even if you did, that would require you to then go into competitive. Well, I gave myself 20 years. I, I, I wrote it down in a text. I said, you know, cause I just feel like you got to have like that kind of, think about it. We still talk about raw and delirious and that's what, 30, damn 40 years old. Speak, man, you said the ludicrous thing. I'm sorry. This is how my memory works. A lot of times with no, it's like, I'll be like, oh, here. You said before ludicrous match one of your girls, uh-huh. you said last night, you never liked Ludacris because he was a joke rapper. Yeah. You said that. I did. And when you said that, I say, this mother... You pride yourself on parody rapping, and then you get mad when people say... When people ain't giving you the credit that you deserve. Because that's the thing, because I... And and I do get angry because people don't take me serious as a rapper because I seriously want to be a rapper. But I understand because I be in the joke part of it that they're never going to really take me serious like that because I'm funny, which is the same reason why I feel like people. Th- I, another person that I feel like people kind of will laugh out of a great MC conversation sometimes because he's so animated is Buster Rhymes. It's like oh, they're just amazing. funny. It's like, you know, ludicrous. Nobody was like him. Like And like I, I, to your point and to Ryan's point. He was super and is super dope. He was breath control, cadence, hooks. He had hits. And like you said, the features don't even get into that. We didn't even talk about the features. We were just talking about the album. About the album. But when you always think, you think about him like as a character. You think about those videos with the big afro. Or the big arm. Yeah. And it's just like it starts to be more of a a caricature than just skills. And I think it takes away because I think. Seven out of ten people ain't really considering Ludacris an MC like that, and that's the problem. He's and more I of a novelty act. That's when he went to he switched his style up and mm. went all serious. Like, okay, if y'all don't think I'm good, mm. I'm gonna go all serious, no jokes, and that won him Grammys. But when was he serious? What serious was first? He? I'll just say Runaway Love with Mary J. Blige. See, I that never album. I never, and that's what I'm saying. Once he got serious, I was just like, oh. "Well, he'd already smashed a girl, so you were." <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing that he was gonna be able to do, short of bringing you a better girl. <laughs> Him and Torres owe you a woman, <laughs> but that's about. <laughs> I might, I might, I might have to just admit, I might start a simp recovery group, man. Listen, I've been waiting on you to be honest with you. I mean, sometimes you just gotta lean into who you are. And it's not, here's the thing. <laughs> the first step of getting better is admitting you have a problem. Because if, if I heard another person saying all these stories that I say, I'd be like, that's a set. But you get so infuriated. Because who do you, you think you are to tell me who I am? Exactly. I'll, I'll tell you who I am. <laughs> now that you've addressed it, we can get to the healing, bro. So now that you know that, it's like this. Now, well, you don't have to worry about it anymore because, you know, you're with Tony. Right. But now would have started the process of you being unsympathized. We should we should we should we should come up with some content about about the unsympathification of Doughboy. You just gave me three sketch ideas right now <laughs> to shoot with you. 
Oh my god, it's gonna be so funny. You can be my 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 sip coach, my anti sip coach. No, like- it's not gonna be no coaching. I don't even like that role. It's literally going to be. They'll oh, yeah, see we'll it. put some stuff together. Yeah, man. This is- I read a comment. Was it? This guy was like, um, we were talking about you rapping, and he was like. He's like, hey, dope boy, you should do a video on this and CT should cast the girls. And I was like, you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> I should cast the What are you talking about, bro? I'm not no behind the scenes nigga, Jess. You're looking at a real nigga, bro. And I'm dead ass. Like, I'm I ain't no behind the scenes. Fuck all the smile and shit, bro. You dealing with a real nigga. I'm one of the best ever, nigga. Don't you ever and, 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 fucking and, minimize me to doing something behind the scenes. And you stop, nut ass nigga. Stop saying nerd stuff, too, man. People, I see a couple comments. Somebody said, and then like the way. CT talks down to Doughboy. Y'all shut up with that. Like this nigga literally Jesus. called me at like, I want to say super late one day the other day. It was just like, just awesome checking on me stuff. Like me and CT are genuinely friends. Like we cut these cameras off like we friends in real life. So y'all shut the hell up, I man. don't like the way, here's the funny thing. We'd be in this nigga's house every Tuesday if we wasn't friends. <laughs> every Tuesday. <laughs> Bro, it's like, here's the thing that I had to realize and I realized this this morning before I came downstairs. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's what it is. I have been getting so uh, annoyed by certain comments, not the one that I just referenced because that was just this right. dude was out of control. <laughs> but um, I'd be getting annoyed by certain comments, and I had to remember a lot of my fan base are like me, mm-hmm. right? They see the world a certain way. They're very positive people, and they uh, they're logical, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of members of the donation that indulge me and enjoy me are similar to the Team CT fan base because they are these people. Mm-hmm. And then you got some people, well, a lot of the donation might be just like you too, right? Right. So, but however, not honest enough with their, uh, with themselves personally to admit certain things about themselves. True. Like you were just like, yo, all right, I'm a simp, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see people in the comments that might be simps that will argue you to the death. Right. And the thing that I realized is these people, People who follow and support whoever, mm-hmm. people who support Jay Z, Beyonce, Usher, all of that, will be just like them. You see, you go to a Cedric the Entertainer concert where he's performing, you're gonna right. see a lot of chubby dudes with the dob hats on, the suits, dressed to the nines because mm-hmm. they look like him because they're like him. Mm. So when people say crazy things, it's because they are like the person, but not as refined. With their uh, with themselves and being able to articulate their feelings in a positive way. Damn. So it's a hell of a astute observation. Yeah, it's like people might people who are like me might have negative sides as well, and they might not lean into their positivity a lot. Mm-hmm. So the negative parts of me that mm-hmm. are similar to people, they might lean into that, and that's why you hear certain bad things. Damn. Yeah. So it's like I realized that, and I was like, oh, you deep AF. I didn't take anything else personally <laughs> i don't like i see details to no boy okay cool that's your right you just move right on with it got it <laughs> i wanted to talk about this because i think that it's only right that we at least talk about one thing that was on our hey, man, uh, what's some no color. um so the britney renner thing so yeah. she's the the one that you know got with pj washington hosed him for the child support yeah. but now hosed she him. now she takes it one step further what she do, boy? and she said basically it's stepdaddy season so now, basically does she not only have it on her mind to be like okay i need a baby daddy yeah now i need somebody to help me raise the baby like let me just tell you did so, you take it like that or did you take i take it more from hearing you say that mm-hmm. that she's just like stepdaddy season's open whoever dates me know i got a kid it's like stepdaddy season I, 
I, I, the way that I took it was, you know, she's just already, you know, out looking, you know, for the, for the next, for the next guy. Like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, from, from what I understand, the kid is relatively young. So it just feels like. Isn't it a baby? That, huh? It's a baby, a baby, baby. It's a, it's yeah. a, you know, so, you know, I feel like the, the child was, it, from what, the way she presents herself, the child was was made as a as a way to secure financial stability okay. because she's on record for saying in the past, all you got to do is let an athlete hit raw. They're stupid. You can get the bag. Da, 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 da. So she said all those things. Now you know you and you call off the wedding plans. You know a month or so after you have this kid or you know whatever. Mm. Now you're not with him. Everybody's laughing at him because you're getting him for all the child support. Now you're sitting there like, where the next nigga at? It just looks like you don't have a ton. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say class. I'm not here to tell anybody I don't have class, but it just seems like you are cheapening everything. And it just seems like the only thing that is important to you is just securing the next nigga to do whatever you want for him. And I just, I don't like that. Yeah, I just, but it just, why does it need to be that? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, and when you, when you bring that into romanticized relationship, a business aspect, I just think that that's, uh, a recipe for somebody to get their feelings hurt because you're going into this only looking at this dude as like an ends to a mean. You're not looking at dudes, or at least it doesn't means to right. It doesn't come off like you're genuinely trying to right. give it a guy. It's like you trying to get with a dude for what he could possibly do for you. What but there you? are women who are like that, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you identify. How's there nothing not wrong the, with that? That's something saying, very wrong with that to me. What I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is there are women like that, and there's nothing wrong with them being like that as long as you are not the guy that she's doing that to, and if you're able to suss this out before it happens to you. What my question for you is mm-hmm. do you think a lot of because I'm completely detached from this, mm-hmm. you clearly have personal feelings for what she's doing behavior wise. Do you think it's because of what you've been through? That you are relating your opinion. I, I mean, to. I I do feel like I I do be scorned in in certain situations because of different things that you know that I've dealt with. You know, relationships, with women, like you know, what I'm saying like I've been used before. Like you know, I'm man enough to admit it. Like I've been plays, I've gotten hosed before. Um, and to me, it's just I don't. It just comes off as a you know because she she from all indications I get she I mean she's a very attractive woman. She's well spoken. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying you would just think that. You know, anybody would want to date, you know, someone like that. But then, like, when you start to hear some of the things that come out of her mouth, it just seems like she just objectifies niggas as as income based people that she just is there to just kind of come up off of. The only victim is the first guy that it happened to. And let me finish. Okay, the only victim is the first guy that it happened to. If you see. If you don't know what a snake is, and I'm not calling mm-hmm. this young lady a snake, I'm just giving you this as an example. Right. If you see a snake and you don't know what a snake is, and you're like, oh, look at the beautiful little pet. Oh, my God. Oh, it's crawling on my arm. This is great. Oh, wow. And it bites you. And you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This just bit me. I didn't know what that is. Hey, friend, this thing just bit me. Oh, yeah, it bit you because it's a snake. They have this type of behavior. They don't trust anybody, and you can't trust it no mm-hmm. matter what. Even if you raise it from uh, an egg, it's still going to turn on you because that's a snake's nature. Right. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that, right? Mm-hmm. All these other people, are they say stuff like, man, that snake is beautiful, which means that you understand what a snake is. Mm-hmm. So if you understand what this is and what this person is about and what they're going towards and you still choose to allow it to crawl on your arms or in a space get into your life then you're not a victim you're stupid 
because you've allowed yourself to be bit by something that you've seen bite other people already, thinking it is going to do something different with you. But I think that I think that some women and, and you know, and even some just individual, I don't even think that it's, you know, gender specific, but I think that some people are able to to disguise themselves well enough with actions with words with you know what i mean because i didn't fell in love with plenty of hoes because you know what i'm saying the way that they like hoes don't just come to you and talk to you any type of crazy way to make you think they smash everybody like they talk to you like genuinely good people like they our experiences are so different first of all before tony this is all pre-tony all right. you used to have the greatest taste and hoes like i used to love <laughs> and i'm saying that specifically for a reason you would bring these girls around and i would tell you doughboy She's a runner. And you'd be like, what? She's an angel. I'm like, Doughboy, <laughs> she'll give us all a shot if you just allow her to spend some time with somebody separate. Oh, no, no, no. We're watching uh, Bridges of Madison County. I would never. Okay, fine. I say this to you to go back to my example about the snake. Uh -huh. This is to ask you this. Mm -hmm. If you, okay, now let's just use Brittany as an example. I don't okay. know this sister. I'm not penalizing anything that she's doing. Mm -hmm. I'm just giving this a name for my cause. Right. You know her behavior so far because you've been reading about it in the news. Right. Right. Her exploits and the things she's done and how she thinks. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, you yourself just said that they can disguise themselves and talk to you sweetly and all of this stuff to not make you think that they're this person. Mm -hmm. But you know off the headlines of what you've read about this young lady mm -hmm. of what the behavior is. Right. Right. You're single. Right. She comes up to you. Y'all meet at a party. She makes you laugh. She's cool. Mm hmm. Are you going to get into a relationship with her? I wouldn't rule it out. And let me tell you why. We can't, you can't dispose of people because of how they, and so that's, that's what makes it tragic for individuals like myself, because I am one of the people that has been discarded. I am one of the people that has made mistakes. Like, like mm -hmm. people have the ability to change. You always see that meme on Twitter. Like if, if Malcolm X would have died at 20, he would have died a pimp and a drug dealer and all these other things. Like people have the ability to evolve. So my biggest thing is you aren't your past. So even if you could have all of those things, like I, I don't judge anybody. Like I could deal with a woman that was a prostitute and she could come to me and be like yes i used to sell my body da, 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 da. i'm not gonna sit here and be like i would never we're not talking about past we're okay. talking about present right right but okay but that, and you just said but you your past a woman that's a prostitute but your past means that that's present your past is as recent as yesterday like the past like her past like she just did that to this guy a couple of months ago like anybody could say you know what let me tell you how she could probably get a person like me oh like, i know how she can get a person say, she like talks you. to me you know what i'm saying we're both you know somewhat a public figure da, 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 da. let's just say i meet her don't even recognize that she is who she is and mm -hmm. we're talking and then i come across that information like yo you're the 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 the, the woman that you know caught up old boy she'd be like listen I, I know you probably seen that. I know you probably heard that about me. And I'm going to just be straight up with you. Yeah, I used to run these niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? I grew up, didn't have my father in my life. I, I had different situations going on. I was misguided. But you know what I'm saying? As of late, I'm trying to just change it. I'm not trying to be that person. I'm Because I want kids. I want to do the normal stuff. Sometimes I just feel like, and that's going to relate with me. So I'm going to think, you know what? Okay, let's try to go ahead and, and then figure it out. And then I will probably 
end up the one with egg on my face. But then again, there's different. You, it's 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 almost like any type of level of woman can like you wouldn't expect that type of behavior from Dr. Dre's ex wife. But now he's now that that's all going you know to to crap. He's it's now coming out that she was embezzling hundreds and thousands of dollars. And when you look at her, she's a dressed up woman that you you don't see all those ratchet you know components that you might May see I? from somebody else. Absolutely, you're not. You're saying these things, mm -hmm. but what you're not realizing is you just said Dr. Dre's wife, and it's come out this, and when you look at her, it's this, that, and that. I would have never known. Mm. We're giving an example of this being what you know. Right. And your case against that was, well, people change, and her past is just is yesterday. So if that's the case, you can make a, an effort to be a simp forever because everybody can change, and you're not going to go into something with... I shouldn't trust this person. Under that same logic, if somebody steals from you, you'll let them back into your home because they apologize and that their past was yesterday. Instead of, you know what? You'll never come to my home. Mm. I, I'm i glad that you changed. Okay. But I know that if I let this snake on my arms, it's going to bite me. Okay. I'm glad that you said that because now we can really get into the meat and potatoes. Let's this. get it. Are you they red are, potatoes? You are saying, the red potatoes is better they than the <laughs> And a lot less starchy. Come on. So man. this one's happening. You yourself personally, yeah, could probably say that you yourself admittedly used to be a male hoe back in the day. You can say that. That's fair to say. I was a survivor. You There's to, a difference. You used to move around with. You were a man of the night. Oh. <laughs> in the day, a lot of times. Exactly. Like you would just. So you can say that, and you could say that you, in a way that you were moving and behaving. No woman would have said, that's a guy that I want to marry. Just by how you simply were. But there was a, a, a there was always an underlining redeeming quality about you. Even when I would talk, you used to be like, no, one of these days I'm getting out of these streets. So you always knew one day you would stop being like that. You always knew that one day it wouldn't be all, and that you would sit down. And then, you know, eventually once you met your, who would become your future wife, you ended up making the steps. But what I'm saying is, if you're going by your own rationale, a tangerine wouldn't even give you a chance because she's seen what you were. She's seen how you used to act. And if you if you if you if you leave people to how they were, then you 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 rob them of the ability. And then this this whole thing that we're that we're you know, this house that you guys have built, this great life, would have never happened because she is judging you by the same standards you're telling me to judge other women by. No, and you're wrong. And this is how you're wrong. I wasn't right because on nothing. No, you're wrong on everything. <laughs> this is because, one, what you're saying, what you're trying to do, and I respect the effort, yeah. is trying to relate your new point to your old one by using me as a catalyst to prove the Britney thing. What I'm saying the big is, words, catalyst, I see you. I mean, you've been using really way bigger <laughs> words than I have today. But what you have it's to understand is... It's apropos to do it. Apropos. <laughs> what you have to understand is, when I was a male hose, like right, you right. like to say, right. I call a survivor. Uh, <laughs> I was not doing anything to harm anybody. Right. I was not doing anything to hurt anybody as far as um, stealing from them, coercing them, um, called, saying something like, yo, if you want to make some money, get with this type of girl because these girls are dumb and you can make this and you can get that and that's how it goes. I right. was never using anybody. I never did anything, like I said, to harm anybody. Right. So the only thing that I did was have a lot of promiscuity. So by me being promiscuous, uh -huh. this these are things that a woman wouldn't look into my heart and say, ah, 
He's promiscuous. I'm not gonna deal with. He's not husband material. This this thing has nothing to do with the type of man. They're not the same or person. You're not, yeah, you're saying what not we're the... seeing is her specific actions. Uh. Dating an athlete because they're stupid and you want to make some money. They won't wear a condom. You get da 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 da. That's harming and hurting people. Right. Also, even further, trait. Women have passed with sexuality as well as far as promiscuity and still can get wifed up and become senators in the words of Ida Rodriguez with her step. But <laughs> these are two different things. Right. Being and, a hoe and being a user are two the, different things. The point of what I was trying to say was individuals can change from their set behavior and from what you're saying is you're saying no if you see something from somebody so of course so no it's not i'm not trying to equate how you were versus how she is i'm i'm what i'm trying to equate is you both changed you know what i'm saying you both were one way you both are different and from what you're saying or at least from what i can ascertain in your words That's um is that you're saying like no once you see something about a person you have to know this is the type of person that this is and this is what will happen to you if you deal when it with comes that to behavior that is harming somebody if we just said with her, I said, yo, could she get you? And we're like, well, the parents are just good yesterday. I could date a prostitute. And she said she ain't doing that no more. Then I'm going to just let her do her thing. And I'm going to believe her because she's different. I'm saying this person just stole from your house. You're going to let this person back into your house thinking that they've changed. And I'm saying, if you stole from my house, you don't get to come back into my house. I get I'm not what you're saying, saying. Right. if you've just smashed the world before me and we start dating, I'm not going to think that you're still smashing them. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that either if we haven't talked about you still doing that, mm -hmm. that you're on a straight and narrow. These are different things. One is something that is your personality as far as you having your own sexuality and making your own needs be met. Right. And another thing is you stealing from me you harming me or you hurting me from any other vast way of anger. So you're basically just saying use your common sense when you see yes. what somebody is doing and don't always give a person that benefit of the doubt if they haven't earned that from you. Bro, that bottom quickly. line, I'm not going to let a snake crawl on my arms when I know it's a snake. Right. When I mm -hmm. know it's a snake. That's mm -hmm. why I said the only victim is the first person because he didn't know that she mm -hmm. was going to do this to him. Not saying that she did. I'm right. talking about anybody that would harm somebody. He did not know that that was going to come. That, that was going to happen. So you're saying anybody after that, bro? You seen what she bro, did to? If you're a man and you date this woman after what you've seen come out, and you date her and you start doing the same things that the dudes did before you, you deserve what happens because that's simp shit. Okay. So, so what for you when you're saying you would date? Oh man, I would date this person. I would give them benefits. People can change. People can change. I never said that they couldn't. Right. I'm saying a snake that I know is a snake is not going to get the opportunity to bite me again. That makes sense, and I and I can see it. I I just you know with what she was saying, I just I just think it's unfortunate because I think what she represents makes it harder for women that don't represent that. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, and then it, it makes it harder for individuals like individuals like myself if I was single. It would make or you know just it makes it it just makes men like I just feel like that I feel like with social media and what everything is like and how people are acting, I feel like it's ruining whatever dating is. And I feel like in 10 years we're going to see the shift in the effect of how harmful shit stuff like social media was to just actually dating because we don't even just think about it like i know like i'm you know what seven eight years i got seven or eight years on you but we're still relatively close in age like 
with even how we met women back in the day, like you had to know, like low key, have something to say, have some swagger about yourself, look mm-hmm. good, smell good. Like now, men and women genuinely meet on dating sites mm-hmm. and, and DMs, and I just feel like it robs you of the living experience so much. That I just feel like years years from now, we're gonna see how how terrible the dating. Pool I is. can't even agree all the way with you because. Before these dating apps, there were still dating sites. And before, mm-hmm. you still got your heart broken from dating girls that you met in person. So it's not about... <laughs> it's not about... It ain't no safety... Sa- no. It ain't no blind spots to just be safe? No, you can't predict... You can't predict what's going to happen. You can't control what's going to happen. So if you're meeting a woman or you're meeting a man and you meet them online, if you were meant to be hurt by that person, you were meant to be hurt by that person. But but no, but but hear me out. I believe this though. I believe back in the day, it there was so much more vested in getting to know a person. Now there's nothing. You literally like if you're on a dating site, like if if you're on a Tinder, like you literally have to 1.8 seconds to make a decision on if you want to pursue it. Like, that's not what it was for us. We used to have to go places to find women to talk to. We we didn't just sit at home on computers and look at pictures and, and send pictures. Like, we was outside, and I just feel like... When you when you rob yourself of just that human, because I've heard women just say, just give me wild stories about how niggas approach them, and they just be like, it'd be so off, and I feel like it's just because that human component is gone no, now. It used to, it's always been like that. Guys have been approaching women disrespectfully since the beginning of time. Like yeah. even when you go back to what you're talking about, it didn't used to be like that. I can mm-hmm. remember the early 90s or I'm sorry, I can remember the late 90s and I can remember hearing stories about the early 90s and the 80s where guys will come up and a woman would be like, I'm not doing that or I'm not into that or I don't mm-hmm. like that. The real tender was in person. If you in a club, you swiping left and right like somebody buy you a drink. No, yes. no, thank you. Hilarious. All right, cool. I want him to buy me a drink. <laughs> I want her to like whatever. Uh-huh. So it's always been even when a woman goes to the grocery store or she's walking outside, a she's, guy approaching right. her disrespectfully it has right. nothing to do with the apps. Now, the apps have made things more accessible. Mm-hmm. You've been more, you've been given more access to now, like you said, a Tinder mm-hmm. or whatever these apps are. I don't have any of them, but there mm-hmm. are apps that you can straight smash somebody, apparently. Mm-hmm. You can date somebody if you really want to date them. You can order food from this app. Right. So you cut the middleman out. So right. if you are on this app, you know what both of you guys want, and mm-hmm. y'all can do whatever you want, consenting adults. If you're on this app, you know you're looking for a relationship or you're looking for something more. So your approach and the things that you receive are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Over here, I want food. Let me order this. Bam, I got it. So apps have made things easier to compartmentalize to, mm. for people to find their groups. That makes it that I mean when you when you when you say it like that, it does make it seem like it's more better for now, people. Now but if you're a I, guy and you're like, yo, I just want to smash. Instead of going to the gas station and be like, hey yo, baby girl, I want to smash you. And she's like, ah. Mm. Now you go to the app that says, Oh, you want to smash? Hey, hey girl, I want to smash you. I want to smash you back. All so then that's a lot good. of time that could be saved. Yes. Okay. I, I can admit when I when I okay, when I you make when you make it. that when you make that point like that, I do see what you're saying. I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, when I see, you know, when I see women like like Britney say things like that, it just makes me feel 
it makes me feel devalued as a man because and, you've and, been through it right and, and it just makes it and now it's just like damn man it's it's getting worse like now you know a, a individual not only you know get you in a situation where now you know you got a kid with him just think about what dude is going through like he literally thought he was about to marry this young lady after she had the baby secured the bag she broke up with him and now mm-hmm. she's talking about dating new dudes like mm-hmm. and he's probably sitting here like man i'm sitting here you know Hurt. and had, had a chick a baby with this chick thinking i'm starting a family and now Suck. i just look like a sucker and now she's out here talking about stepdaddy season i just yeah. i just feel like that's rude to him and i just feel it's like that like rude. it's just and it's, i just feel like it's just hurtful for no reason and you don't have to be like that you and that and that and you know it's root. embarrassing him publicly it that's the root of the issue mm-hmm. i think it's rude no and you did not have to do that. Right. Because that's what your overall issue is. It's not mm-hmm. that uh, another guy shouldn't be hurt by this after this. It's not she did this and she did that. It's this happened. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with this. I sympathize with the man. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. I've been there. That's why you're associating with it because you've been through situations where a woman has done something to hurt you. But see, it, it, but see, this even takes me to this other story. We can after we talk about this, we can we can wrap it up. But or okay. we don't have to. I mean, look, I like, like it. I like this. This is this is. Fun. You be rushing off like you got I big player. I got in your big club. <laughs> the big club and the big shirt and, and the big, big jacket. Okay, but this is okay. This I wanted to know what you thought about this. So there was a video that that dropped on Instagram, and it was a uh, Cuban. AKA Cubana. Now I think that's Cuban doll. I believe she's a rapper. I don't know exactly okay. what she does. Does okay, but bruh bought her a Mercedes Benz. Mm. Okay, and she put the 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 Mercedes Benz up, and it was a nice car. You had the balloons on it, okay. everything, and that wasn't you know. So because I when you hear that, you think, hey man, this guy's getting some money. Getting he bread. bought his lady a car. Guapo. That's that's a great present, right? Yeah. It wasn't the fact of him getting a car for her that got people talking it was her caption what was the caption though boy her caption was omg explanation 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 you truly hate you truly made it harder for the next explanation 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 then three blue hearts now when i sent this to you you were you know you were a little you know taken back like okay who is this person why do we care about this why are we talking about Mm -hmm. this and i'm just like you're a part of the problem let me tell you why (laughs) (laughs) This is the reason. A man just bought a woman a vehicle. Uh I've gotten things from women before. Never been at a a We're retiring this topic after this week. Never never bought a a vehicle for a woman. Yeah. Okay. But he bought a vehicle for her. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when he bought the vehicle for her, her thing to say was you made it harder for the... If I buy you a car, ain't no next, bitch. Ain't no next. Why are we talking about next? I bought you four wheels. That should lock this down forever. I so the like I I, I couldn't imagine buying a vehicle for a woman. I don't care what my financial status was. I don't care if it was a Range Rover or if it was a Hoopty. If I buy you a car, it's just show some tact. Don't say you truly made it harder for the next. That makes me feel like it was I, rude. It did not need to be said. Is what you're thinking. Do I, am I just a scorned hurt nigga? Yes. Yes. So you think there's yes. nothing wrong with her caption? I didn't say that. That is you wild to say it. I should be the last if I bought you a car. However, that's me thinking sensibly. Okay. I don't know this woman. I don't know the man. Okay. This could be a situation where maybe he... 
this is like I like to give backstories to people. I like to create <laughs> backstories to leave me unbiased, right? Okay. Let's create one right now. All right. This is her engagement ring. This is the thing that she's been asking him. She's been dating him for years. Mm -hmm. She says she wants a family. She says she wants to get married. He said, I don't want no kids. I don't want to get married. Well, I'm going to leave you. Bam, here's a puppy. Bam, here's a car, right? Here's this thing to shut you up for a while. To placate you. To placate you. Now her response is, oh, I appreciate the car, but you're telling me that you're not going to marry me and give me my kid. You making it harder for the next guy. Now let's see how you step it up from this point. You got to create. That's what you took from that. <laughs> no, that's just one scenario. Right, right, right. I'll give you another scenario. Okay. Here you go, babe. Look, you know what I'm saying. I know I smashed them girls. You know what I'm saying. I know I hurt your heart. Here's a Benz, right? Gives her the Benz to get out the doghouse. She says, "Thank you so much. Oh my God, I love you. You making it harder for the next." As if you got to work time harder. time you mess up, you're going to have to give me something better. No, no, no. Uh, you're making it harder for the next guy because now I want to trigger you even more to let you, to remind you that this isn't going to be something to just keep me. If you do it again, I'm out. You have to create I, scenarios. I love the fact that you create context, and I think that it makes it a much more interesting topic when you do that. But I don't think that there would be a scenario where it would be okay for if any one person buys another person a vehicle and they're in a relationship for the person that got it from them to say, oh, you made it harder. for That's it's, it's just a bad choice of words. No, I don't disagree. That, and I just don't know what goes through. Unless niggas just got money like that to where that was really just like a $50 purchase to him. That also is a possibility. So, I don't know. I just... It I, also could be leased. Like, uh, uh, the guy Quavo did for Sweet, where he leased the car and gave it to her. And, and then, then wanted took it back. Because it, it was never either of theirs. See... And see, and see, and hold on, and see, that's the thing. So, and you just said something too, like a couple of minutes ago. That I don't want to say it was triggering to me, but it was, it a, was, was eye opening. You was like, "We're gonna retire these topics." Jesus so, do Christ. I am? I, does my scornedness from women back in the day affect yes. my? <laughs> I love it. Keep going. I won't do it again. So, no. So, does it? Does it? Does it affect how I look at women now? May I answer? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Man, like you really have been through the ringer, and I'm sorry, but you've been through the ringer. It'd be different if you were okay, like I told you, I got my heart broken mm. once. Mm. Very early on. It destroyed me. Of course, you know, I'm married to Tangerine. I've been hurt with her, but my heart broken mm-hmm. was before I dated dated any of my serious relationships. And I've only had So you got it out the way early. Got it out the way early. So it was one of those things where it was like, that was eye-opening, and it was something that taught me a lesson, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, I just fell. I'm standing back up. I learned from my mistakes. You have been getting hurt for over 20 years, bro. And well, you're 42. You've been getting hurt over 30 years. Three decades, your heart has been broken. <laughs> and it's like, either A, you're not willing to get up and move on, and B, you're getting hurt and you're not learning from your mistake 
of the hurt. So the type of person that has hurt you, you've been hurt by the exact same person over and over, just with a different face and a different skin complexion and a different body. And it's blowing my mind because I cannot continue <laughs> to hear you be triggered by your heartbreaks of the same well, woman. What do I do? I don't know how to fix it, CT. Fix me. Jesus Christ. CT is hope. That is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need because because and the reason why because there is because I had put this uh, this other story in the docket a couple of weeks ago and we never talked about it but I'll just give a because it, it was triggering when I heard the guy say it it was his brother I, I'm a huge fan of his his name is uh, Doctor Organic it's this uh, this brother he's huge YouTuber I think it's Doctor Organic I might be saying mm-hmm. it wrong but he was talking to this young lady right and they were all having it was on the Fit and Fresh podcast okay and they were talking and um it was so they're ba- not just fit. So it was this lady and she was basically talking and he was just like, he was like, well, what do you think, you know, like holding it down for your man is? And she was just like, well, if I'm your woman, I'm going to have a house clean. I'm going to be cooking. I'm going to, you know, be smelling good, looking good. And then dude was like, that ain't enough. He was like, niggas like me been getting getting that my whole life. Like, I've had bad women my whole life. You got to be bringing something more to the table. Like, help me with ideas, structure, da-da-da-da. And, he was, and this is what he said that triggered me. He was like, the only, only niggas that appreciate that was niggas that wasn't getting bad chicks back in the day. He was like, oh, fat, sloppy niggas that just got some money. Yeah. That's, and, and when he said that, I was just like. I'm offended. Like, I. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, offended party. <laughs> but I was just like, wait. Is that the is that the thing? Was it because I kind of my early because by the time I met you, I was having batter chicks, but you know I had a time they wasn't always the baddest. So I was just like, maybe there's something that that I've only seen you a few. I've times. had some bad ones, but well, one well, no, wasn't. I've had I, I've had. Don't pretty, talk about during the course of our one wasn't. Right. I won't go into detail, right. but but everybody else. <laughs> but but for the most part, I had there was there was times where I didn't. Just have beautiful women at my beckoning call. And I was like, maybe that's what's making me act this way. I knew you loved her, the the one girl that I'm referring to. I knew you loved her when no boy is dating this girl. (laughs) And he was like, hey, man, can I talk to you for a second, man? I was like, yeah, what's up? He was like, all right, man. So uh, she used to do porn. (laughs) I was like, what? He was like, yeah, she used to do some porn. Point. 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 And you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I'm i still with her because she ain't like that no more. You know what I'm saying? Reference to earlier. Right, right, right. She, she ain't changed. like that no more. She changed. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, man, like, I don't know what the next move is. And I was like, ah, what was her poor name? That's what my mind was. <laughs> you had to go Because <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to last. It definitely went longer than I thought. Right. But I was like, as soon as they broke up, I was like. So, uh, but keep going. You were triggered because of that. I was triggered because, and that's what I think happened when Buddy Love would come out. I mm. think that there was a repressed, angry version of me that felt like I'm always got the short end of the stick. Yeah. And so then when I kind of felt like I was like, hey, I'm a new person, it was just like, I'm going hard now. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be, you right. know, caring about people's feelings. And I kind of became the thing that I hated. Yeah. And so now that I'm like, I'm just starting hurt to kind of hurt people. Yeah. And I'm just starting to come to it like, okay, well maybe that's the reason why I, it things like that bother me so much because like I was the guy that was always getting, right. You know, his heart handed to him back in a thousand pieces. And I always came into it with the best of intentions. Like I want a wife. Like I always, nothing wrong with you that. know, kind of led with that. And it always kind of just got me hurt, and I kind of, I kind of thought that women would see that early and be like, "Oh, I know how to 
work this nigga you know because why? of how he is. This is what I've noticed for you specifically. Mm-hmm. For well, to address that subject of a uh, man saying the only uh. the only guys impressed but out of the fat sloppy guys, uh. that was me. But <laughs> that was very unnecessary to say. But the women that I'll say this. Tangerine is my wife, mm-hmm. not only because of how she looks on the outside, because mm-hmm. I got to have something to look at. Right, right. <laughs> but what she embodies and who she is mm-hmm. is nothing more than a queen of a goddess of a woman that mm-hmm. I had to marry because she enhances me as a man, as a businessman, as a performer, as a creator, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And then... She cooks, she cleans, and let me mm. tell you, that's how she got this ring, right? <laughs> now, in your past relationships, mm. you have to realize personality, right? My personality right. has always attracted a certain type of woman. I've dated the same type of woman after the heartbreak, right? right? Because I realized, you know, you're a kid. You know, you're just trying things out when that happens. Mm. But after the heartbreak, I realized the woman that I had always attracted were women who were a version of tangerine, right? Mm. Not as ultimately put together and polished, polished, right? But just like you know, the first, uh, the test subjects, right? Right. Um, for you, you're a needy guy emotionally, mm-hmm. so you need a woman that is able to hear you. She's able to spend time with you because your love languages are uh, definitely quality time. Physical touch. Physical touch. Mm. So you need to always have a woman up under you. Love me. Yeah, you want to be loved <laughs> because of the, the family stuff. Right. That's that's all good. So these types of women, and they also have to look a certain way because they've been very beautiful. Mm. A lot of them in the past had not had substance. They mm. were just able to give you these things. So with that, they need to be fulfilled. And their love languages are different than yours. So if they have love languages that are different than yours and needs that you aren't able to give, and then you got to also equate the fact that good guys are not always on the top of the list until a chick has been hurt a thousand times. Why is that? I I, I will never understand that. Two good people can't be together. What I can't say two good people. Please excuse that phrase. This is what I would say. Um, A plug and an outlet need each other. Two plugs can't be together. Somebody in a relationship has to give. Somebody has to take. Both of these roles can interchange. Like, okay, instead of being a taker, I'm going to pour into you and give. And then you're going to do vice versa. Mm -hmm. But it has to be that. Two plugs can't go together. Two outlets can't go together. So in your case, you're a really good guy. You in the past could not always have a good girl. Because now both of y'all are two outlets. It's like, I want to give, I want to give, I want to give, I want to give, I want to give. Y'all need Mm. takers. And neither of you guys were willing to take, so both of you are just giving. It's not going to work out. That's why you see in relationships, unless people find a perfect match, like Tangerine and I are both give and take. You. So you guys guys alternate whether you're giving or taking. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I see what you did there. (laughs) Hell of a pause. I think there's anything wrong with it. She is, she feeds into me as far as my love languages and I give her hers mm-hmm. and we have a similar personality. So it's like, oh, this is great how we merge. We're just different enough, but it's to make sense. Mm-hmm. You, there have been some girls that I've dated that have been so sweet that on paper you would have loved to have been with, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have worked out because you needed somebody to take from you. 
Mm. Yeah, you man. know, there's some, there's, there's a lot of, like, and that's the reason why I'm really kind of like blown away by what you're saying is because I feel like in relationships, I low key have probably sabotaged some of them because I didn't know how to receive. I didn't know how to even deal with a good girl. So I just thought, oh, she must be crazy because she's just not as toxic as all these other girls that I've dealt when with. When you were buddy love, there were so many girls that were amazing for you, but <sighs> this was a new personality change for you. And I didn't know how to new. deal with it. Exactly. I didn't know, man. And there, during that time, you were just like Brittany Renner. I wasn't. I wasn't. You were horrible. One day I will tell some stories that I've told you off camera. Please don't. Yeah, don't say nobody can be careful. <laughs> oh, I you, oh, you can tell me. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Not I'm, on I'm saying certain, no, certain, yeah, certain Sir, stories. They would leave I you. was off the. <laughs> like, I what? hate you, Hey, no, no, that shit. So, nah, um, this has been fun. This is by far our longest episode, and it was fun. We almost went for like two hours today. Man, the upload is going but to be a long time. This is fun, though. But um, So, like we said at the beginning of the episode, this is the last time you're going to see a full episode on my channel. So, maybe that's why we went long, just for to give you guys a yeah. reason. But please, before you get off of here, go to the description box. Go to CT's page. Follow his page because the clips are going to live on my page. And we're doing this so we can give you guys bigger better stuff just know yeah. it's for the greater good also man um look last week we didn't know the mics was off you understand that happens man we trying we figuring Listen, it out we figured out let me tell y'all something man y'all supporting us stop yeah. talking to us like you're not supporting us man we're figuring it out you don't think when i uploaded the episode i was like hmm, something's different something's i said that when i got here too like hey man somebody here said i know i was like i know i've read the comments but it's like yo leave with love watch how you say stuff to people also mm -hmm. i want to bring this up Rappers, mm -hmm. singers, mm -hmm. it's more so rappers. Singers don't really act like that. Rappers, if you are trying to get yourself seen or heard by somebody that you are influenced by or are a fan of, stop just sending a message with your video attached. <laughs> don't nobody know what you're sending this for. Start with a message. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I hope you're doing well. I'm a fan of this, or I heard this, or I would like to see what you think of this. Here's some of my music. Would you give it a listen? Would you watch this video? Stop just sending Don't the Don't just video. lead with the bars. Yeah, like, bro, I'm not listening to this, number one. Like, you're immediately <laughs> going to get this message, delete all, in my request. <laughs> Start with the message. Also, you get more uh, you get more bees with honey than vinegar, bro, or flies. Right. It's like, come up. Everybody's got an ego. Say, hey, hey. I just watched the video that you just did. Quote something that you saw in the video. Then say, hey, would you give And then maybe a, leave it there and just wait for a response. Wait for a response. That's the best, even better one. Say something nice to somebody. Leave it there. Let mm. them respond to you. They respond. You're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I do X, Y, and Z. Would this be something that blah, blah, blah? Don't just say, hey, yo, I love your stuff. Watch this video. Let me know. You're like, fam, Because everybody doing smells that. that out, too. And plus, yeah. when you're when you're doing this and then people, like, you know, approach you like that, you write them off automatically like this guy. So quickly. I'm like, good. bro, I've seen, I got so many messages every day from somebody just sending me a random video and I look at the title, and I look at their screen name. I'm like, okay, get out of here. And the unfortunate part is the music could be fire, but niggas ain't going to listen to it if you approach it the wrong Yo, way. Yo, delivery, man. You got to be, you have to think. If you're an artist, if you are a rapper, if you're a singer, whatever you do for a living, if you're a chef, you whatever, whatever you do for a living, that you might need clients or you need somebody to help you or you want people to uh, you know, be a part of your journey, mm -hmm. you have to think outside of what you do for a living and think about common human interaction. Mm -hmm. I once had a guy 
hit me up. He's like, yo, man, that video about such and such is hilarious. Beginning to end, he was giving me quotes, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, thank you so much. That means a lot. He's like, yeah, I just subscribed to you here. I subscribed to you there. I'm like, yo, thank you, right? Two days later, I get a message from this dude. Of course, I'm opening it because we just had a dialogue, right? right? Hey, man, I'm a chef. Do you guys, do you and your wife, I know you guys eat, she eats like this and you might be interested in this. Can I cook for y'all? Wow. And I was like, sure, right? You can Mm -hmm. definitely cook for us because he was in a different state. Uh, uh, Creole Vegan was Mm -hmm. the name of the spot. And he sent us some food. We did some videos like telling everybody the stories, like how great the food was. And this was all from how he approached it. He didn't just send me a picture of his food. And be exactly. like, because you would have wrote it off. I'd have wrote it off. Like, like you have to that. think, man. Right. Think about being different than the other person. Stop just going into something. I'm a rapper here. Like I be in your lives, mm-hmm. and people be like, "Put me on, let me add me." You and I, like, and I'm bro. sitting here talking about somebody that just passed away. Just read the room, read bro. Read the room. You could be literally talking about, yeah, man. So I'm feeling good today. Hey, let me rap for you. It's like, bro. At least try to indulge me. Oh, that's the thing that I hate too. The new thing in the comments. Like when you like have comments and like mm-hmm. you could be talking about something and somebody hops in there. I made eight thousand dollars from cryptocurrency. Oh, the- I block all of them. I'm just like, bro. Those are bots. I hate that. Yeah, and they always got a private page and they're never following you. It's mm-hmm. like at least follow me. Exactly. You're gonna be you're gonna just hop in here and talk about financial literacy. But bro, like read the room. <laughs> right. Do things different. I'm telling you the keys to success right here. This is you free. did drop some gems in this episode. I, I I charge people for this, bro. But this was on my heart because I'm tired of getting messages. Where it's just somebody's video. It's not getting watched. Right. So do yourself a favor. Approach people differently. And uh, you'll get different results. All right, man. That definitely sounds good, man. This was my favorite episode by far. I know I said that every episode. You didn't say it last week, which okay. let me know that we was on some bullshit. Yeah. But, and, but no, I love the setup, man. Shout out to you and what you're doing here, man. CT City is uh, good here. We got the we got a new cloth. Come on. We heard be, y'all talking. Man. It looks like you're in a bed. Like, shut up. I didn't even see that one. Yeah. I got a uh, dude was like, hey, man, uh, line the pictures up. My first thing was. Hey, if you're looking at the pictures, yeah. we're not doing something exactly. right. Also, they're different size portraits. If I ever show you the full length portrait, nigga, above you'll get all it. of that, bro, we're we're getting into production for the first time. So this is something that we're doing, and it's so much better because now we don't be having the time limits. Like our schedules are both all over the place. You so live we're, down the street. We're fluid. We can do it. So I am just schmitten. With how things not the extra spit on it. Our gosh, I have been your boy Doughboy. CT is dope. Next time, peace.